All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express are ready to take on the world. Let me tell you something, we are going to take on the world. We already have taken over the world. We're the world tag team champions, the hottest commodity in wrestling. The time in that Philadelphia Civic Center when beautiful Bobby came off that top rope, landed on Arn Anderson's head. It changed in that brief moment the entire face of professional wrestling. We beat the odds, we beat the system, we beat the unbeatable team. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, what you beat was a hasty retreat, brother. And in that same self-same instant, beautiful Bobby and sweet Sam became recognized. We got the proof, brother. It ain't bragging, it's fact. We're the number one tag team in professional wrestling. You want to talk about the varsity club, brother? Rick Steiner won a letter in football, had to have somebody read it to him. You want to talk about Mike Rotundo? He loved school. High school was the happiest nine years of Mike Rotundo's life. But let me tell you something, varsity club, and that little troll, Kevin Sullivan, don't come after us, brother, because we'll put you in the ground like a stake and make you two feet tall instead of the four feet six you are right now, Sullivan. Let me tell you something else while we're at it. Dusty Rhodes and any of his super partners, you're more than welcome to try. Already talked about the Fantastics. Already talked about the Road Wars. Already talked about those sheep shearing sheep herders. I'll give you something to share, brother. The Midnight Express. If you can clip their wings, you're doing something because we're the hottest thing going today, like it's something so often said. And J.J. Dillon, the 1988 poster boy for Alzheimer's disease, I heard you say that you're going to redeem yourself at my expense. Well, brother, the only thing J.J. Dillon is going to redeem is going to be some of those SNH green stamps he's been saving up. Get him a lawn chair for his old age, which began in 1957. So, J.J. Dillon, you are a victim of sour grapes, brother. You're a sore loser, just like all the losers are. But when it comes to the Midnight Express, that's all we wrestle as losers, because can't nobody beat us. This is unheard of. This has never before been done, never before even been attempted. All these championships, all these honors, and all these accolades, and whether you like the Midnight Express or not, the one thing you, yeah, you love the Midnight Express, well, we love the Midnight Express, too, and we don't care who else does, because we're out for ourselves, and we're out for one thing only, and that's to keep this glory, and whether you like it or not, you've now got to admit what I've been saying all along is the truth, because we got the proof. We're the number one tag team in professional wrestling, and everybody else is playing catch-up now. It's been too long, David Crockett, since we started saying that we were the best, that everybody's been doubting us. Everybody's been saying, Cornette, you're just going off. It ain't true. Well, now, finally, no matter where you are in the world, even your little pea brain, David Crockett, and that little weasel face of yours has to admit that we are the best of all time. We are number one. We're on top of the heap. And the only thing that's going to make it even sweeter, maybe, is when we get all these commercials and all these endorsements that are coming up. And all, most of all, when we go home and my mother says, Jimmy, you done a good job. And Bobby and Stan, I always knew you could do it. My mother being proud of me, that's going to be the best thing. Whoa! I'm okay. No, no, I'm okay. No, no, no. Somebody says about Tommy Wildfire Rich. And hey, you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil Paul and Jay and the pain in my ass choppy. Your show, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Andy.
Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. sad it's it's it really is like one of those areas where we really are starting to lose like our heroes yeah 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 you you, you you see this stuff and uh i mean we're we always got a foot in the, in our uh we always got a foot in the you know nostalgia you know but man yeah. a, that's a that's a loss right there episode 416 of the turnbuckle throwbacks wrestling podcast we're live to tape <laughs> today on uh, Rant. I have to tape. RantEnRadio.com, Rant Entertainment Media, part of Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media. Jimmy Ferrari is going nowhere. He decided to stay and play. He's staying in. He's staying in, and rightfully so. Jimmy is absolutely killing it. He I, did agree to come on the podcast. I cannot wait. We're going to have Jimmy on. It's going to be dope. Uh, all right, so here's the deal. I, uh, I just, I'm on this high right now. I've been celebrating my vacation and my birthday every day this week. So I just wanted to record early and... My son's here, and I was running errands. I'm like, let me just, we just, and Jay's got a lot of shit going on. I figured, let's just knock it out. We'll go live next week, yeah. and uh, and we'll just have a good time today. When you know, when uh, the the show is obviously we're going to do a little memorial uh, uh, memorial to uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton in a few minutes, but also it's Mario's birthday, Mario from the Barrio, yeah. And I don't really deal with a lot of you guys. I mean, I talk to everybody that's that's like hardcore with the show and on the, on the group page and everything. But you know, there's only a couple of guys that I'm. That I'm kind of more closer than others, and Mario's one of those guys where he's a good kid. He's and we've uh, reached out to each other. We got a lot in common, apparently. So Mario, uh, he little had a little bit of a rough go of it for a long for a long time, and I, just, you know, and I was in his corner the whole time. I kept telling him, you know, just keep fucking chopping away at it. He'll be all right. And he's uh backing out. He's back at it, man. He's gonna celebrate watching his Astros tonight. So uh, he's he's on staycation now. I love staycations, man. Yeah, very underrated staycations. I mean, obviously coming off of um, last year where we were, uh, you know, we were forced to stay staycate. Um, you know, they really are. They're like chicken soup for the soul. 
Chicken Soup for the Soul. Beavis and Butthead have a book called Chicken Soup for the Butt. <laughs> I love that book. Um, but yes, Jay's right. Chicken Soup for the Soul. I've been to two baseball games, ate at a fancy restaurant, had a couple of Ric Flairs with my dinner. And if you know what a Ric Flair is, it's uh, a kamikaze. You were Nation? I was Nation. Hardcore, baby. I had a couple. I had, yeah, I had two. I had three. I had three Ric Flairs for my, at my birthday dinner. There you go. I had two two birthday cakes, two on two different occasions this week. I I'm so blessed. I've had a great c- couple of days. I played some strat. I fucking. I'm not even done yet. Still, still, I still have the whole weekend. Still going. So we're still going, uh, and we're going strong. And uh, I recorded last week because there was nothing going on. We, everybody was so busy. Yeah. And I was I was not doing anything on that morning, so I sat down and even podcast. I was even on a rant this week. <laughs> so I was fucking... I was, I've been a gypsy, and Dude. Choppy's not even here, and I'm you're a gypsy. The, you're the wanderer. You've been yes, everywhere. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so like Jay said, you know, with everything going down, and now things may be coming back up again, hopefully not, but um, the world's opening, it's closing, it's opening, it's closing. Uh, Tommy Fierro just posted that next May they're gonna he's doing the convention again. Cool. We still have a table paid for. Yep. So we'll probably be at that next spring if if the world is is open for us. Like I'm so excited about that because we had such a good time last yeah, last time. That was so much. Fun. We're gonna have a fucking blast this time because Tommy opened up the store. He's at the new the new wrestling store in New Jersey. I gotta check that out. I do too. He's absolutely killing it. So shout out to Tommy Fierro and all in the '80s wrestling podcast and his and his little store. I'll plug you. I have I don't have the name in front of me, but it's um he's he's doing big things and the convention's back. He's already got a couple names already signed. We'll, we'll announce it when it comes more when, when he adds more names to it and shit, and we'll maybe we'll try to have him on. He could plug it. Yeah. And that all kind of jazz, but yeah, man, it's it's been it's been a it's been a a strange trip. If you're a deadhead, it's been a strange trip. If you're a deadhead, if you know what that means, mm-hmm. um, and uh. Lately, the world is opening up, and now it's now there's a lot of stuff going on with this variant, and they want to they want to uh, as of next month, the the city here they're mandating masks again for indoor facilities. Yeah. Uh, or proof of vaccination. Or proof of vaccination. I think it's and I think it's still gonna be. I think it would, you know. Yeah. Whatever it's go it's going that way. Where and for the people who are crying about carrying a vaccination card, you know, you had one when you were in fucking grade school, right? You had to have a proof of immunization to go into fucking great to go into school, so it's like it's almost like the same thing. Like you couldn't get into school until you had the fucking mumps and the measles shots and stuff like that. It, it, yeah. it, it's a gray area. It's a gray area. But like it's the same concept. No one's fucking. Those those were FDA approved. Right. Yeah. No one. <laughs> no one. Well. Yeah. And yeah. But no one's fucking sea kiling you. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. People are like, oh, it's fucking so. It's communist. And da, 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 da. I'm like, shut up, man. Nah, if you don't, don't want to do it, don't do it. That's, that's it. the bottom line. This is not up for debate. You do what you feel. Do what you want to do. But just know, if you want to go somewhere that mandates you to put put a fucking mask on, and you don't want to put a mask on, shame on you. Yeah. You want to have all the fucking fringe benefits of being free. But you don't want to respect the fucking the, the people who are running the show the way they want uh, to run it. it. You know, it, it's it's like everything else in this world. It's there's a few more layers, it, and it's and it's it does go a little bit deeper than that. But ultimately, that that is correct. And like you said, I know I was looking for tickets for um, MSG, and uh, a friend of mine was saying, "Oh, you got to have proof of vaccination." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Like, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, <clears throat> at these things or whatever." So I think it's gonna go. It's going to go into that area. We're going to go start going back either, we, like you said, 
We're going to have to laminate <laughs> our fucking vaccination card or whatever yeah, the case again, may be. Like, and if you don't want to do it, don't do it. No yeah. one's forcing, no one's you, forcing to you to do it. No one's forcing you to do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm sick of that. People are like, oh, you're forcing me to do it. In certain aspects, you are, though. Yeah. In certain aspects, you are because, you know, they, you know they, you want to go to certain places, but you can't because you have to have vaccination. Proof. Well, I'm saying they, they're, they're forcing in the sense of, uh, you know, the, the mayor saying that, you know, city workers and what have you, you got to be either you got to be vaccinated or you're going to be or you're mandated to be um, tested once a week for COVID, which, you know, read read in between the lines. Right. You know, it's yeah. Once again, at the end of the day, city's a company, city's a business, you know, and th- these are things that we're dealing with. And yep. at the end of the day, if you don't own the sandbox, uh, you don't really have much to say. Right. If you, you want to play in the sandbox, you got to go by the rules. It's kind of that's kind of exactly my, how my hospital did the same thing. You which they mandate. But it. once again, they they're not forcing you. No, but they're, they're telling you if you want to work for us, you have to do it. It's forced adjacent. Because <laughs> Jason's a city worker, but yeah. I'm a, but I'm for, but I work. No, I'm seeing forced adjacent. Work, it's next. But, it's but next I work for a it. private sector that's doing the same thing. Yeah, and exactly. And I'm you know what I'm saying. So I I get it. You know, I get it. If you want to play for the Yankees, you have to cut your hair and you have Shave to... Shave your mustache. Yep. Yeah, same thing. And, that was, and that's been a thing for... I mean, that's a Steinbrenner rule from for 40-something years now. Yeah, you know, so... And, and it's it's along the same lines. I mean, it's kind of... That's where you start bellying out a little bit, but that's that's for another day, but... Unless you join the mob and do private sanitation. This is true, too. Could be could be hooked up. I can't see you in the mob, though. I wouldn't be. I, I have to... I, I talk too much. Well, not only that, but I, you know, your demeanor, you would, you would, they would fucking fold you up like an accordion. Oh, yeah. I, I would tell them anything they need to know. Yeah, you'd be, yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, the mafia, my ex-father-in-law, he's still my father-in-law, uh, he moved, he's moving to South Jersey as of today, actually, he's closing. Oh, no shit. So I went with him yesterday to see his house in South, when I went to the baseball game, went to, I went to Lakewood, New Jersey, um, and he lives right by, in that area, by Tom, Tom's River. Italian from East New York, Brooklyn. So I leaned over and I'm like, yo, pop. He goes, what? I go. I said, who'd you fucking rat? He's yeah. like, what are you talking about? I'm not a rat. I yeah. said, you're a rat, bro. I said, this all looks like you fucking ratted, and they sent you to, to witness protection. They're going to feed you ketchup and noodles tomorrow, <laughs> man. <laughs> now, shout out to Big Bobby Fischetti. He got, his, he got the gimmick, so good for him. It's another, cha- another, another phase of his life. He's retired. He's, you know, he's be closer to his family. And uh, good for him, but it, it, I'm telling you, dude, you pull up his block, and it looks like witness protection. Like Henry Hill is <laughs> is his neighbor. He's <laughs> fucking his. Me and Michael were having a ball yesterday, picking on him, laughing our asses off yesterday. So Ham is fucking almost six foot, hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like his voice dropped two octaves again. Dude, he ate himself to a coma last night. That's, wait, where'd you guys? So that was, was in Lakewood, right? So three o'clock, we're hungry. We leave the we leave we leave uh, the mafia block. We're hungry. Yeah. We go to Taco Bell. So he eats a f- complete combo meal plus an extra taco. Right. That's at three o'clock. We get to the ballpark around five or six. We get our seats. We get our merch. We sit down. Around seven o'clock, he gets a hot. He gets a a Philly cheesesteak. He gets a fucking sausage, sausage and peppers. Yeah, baby. He gets like he just wouldn't stop eating. So he was so full and tired. He actually came home last night, and went to sleep, right through. He slept from ten thirty to about two and a half, three hours ago. Jesus <laughs> Christ, lucky kid! It's like a week's worth of my sleep right there. I know, there. dude. I get I get four hours at a clip, you know. Yeah. If that, so yeah, so uh, we had a good time, and uh, I don't know, man. I know I've I sp- I've spoken to you a lot actually. I just want, but you've been really fucking busy. Yeah, so. I uh, it's but it's it's funny. 
<laughs> Taba Taba said it today, and and I I can't I can't say it enough. She she's I, I and I'm not even gonna say this because she's probably not even listening. She the won't even listen. To shout this to the way. queen. Who who am I kidding? But like we we had you 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 need somebody. Life is spinning. Life is going sixty miles an hour. And like like Phil today was so funny. Like you know, I just just today everything that I tried to do today, Didn't I tried. Go, yeah. I just everything blew up. And then like, you know, I'm trying to help out a friend, trying to do something in, in the midst of it, and just just losing. And then time is flying, and I'm not done with anything I need to do. And it was so funny because th- and then like I'm like I gotta do this, and then I gotta do this, and then I gotta go to Phil's early. She's just like, why don't you just do it after Phil's? And I was like, oh, that's right. I got to go back to work. I got to get stuff. I'm working in Manhattan tomorrow. Like, it's just like all, any kind of plan I had just just foiled right Yeah, every time face. I text Jay, something came up. Like, and, I, and at one point, I was like, dude, if, it's, if it's a nah, problem, nah. don't worry about it. Well, it wasn't, it, but it was Because just, I know how it is, man. It's the summertime. Uh, you know, our lives have changed for a little bit. Yours more than mine. But, like, a lot of things are going on, and it's like, you know, we're in different stages of our lives now, and it's yeah, like, it's, 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 and it's, it's that kind of party, you but know? But it's, but it was, you know. Is that a bit, no, nothing bad. No, 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 of course. But she, but she was, she's, and that's what I mean, like, where she's just, she, it's something so simple, and I, I didn't even think of it. I, I'm thinking, I, I think that's sometimes my problem, too, is I'm always thinking three moves ahead. Where sometimes I don't see, see the problem, and it was just like, oh, it's the simplest thing. And, I, and in your head, you're like, that's why I love her. And this past weekend, we went camping, and the kids love it. And I got a really funny story. Uh, sitting around the campfire, uh, I make burgers. On I, so, my cooking game has stepped up immensely. I, Good I mean, for you. I'm not gonna say I'm Emerald, but I'm fucking. I, no, I've yeah, been, I've done the same. I've, I've done the same. I've kicked it up, and so now it's funny because like my my family. And we come from a long line of non-cooks. Like we 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 ate because we had to. We ate out of necessity. We didn't eat be out of pleasure or, or sure, sure. comfort. Sure. And um, you know, so like I'm so I'm up there, so I'm 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 making the fire. And my dad's like, "What are you doing in the burgers?" I'm like, "Ah, don't worry about it. Like you know, shut up over there." Because my dad's it's my my family's motto is if it's brown, it's cooking. If it's black, it's done. Like there's no in between. There's sure. no in between. Sure. And so I'm 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 cooking all the stuff and. All of a sudden, like my dad had it, and I always say, like we always got daddy problems. You know, you know everyone's always got like dad problems, and like all of a sudden, it was just like he's just like, "Damn, son, shit really is good." And like the way that he said it was just like, and it was like the six-year-old me going, "Oh, great, he loves it. Dad loves me. <laughs> yeah, dad, dad approves." And then, uh, but then, so then we're making marshmallows, we're making s'mores, and by the way. We don't do the conventional s'more. We do not, not like so I do the same thing. I mean, I make sandwiches. You gotta do Reese's. Marshmallow, graham crackers. Well, I don't All do day. that, but I do like um, I take the graham cracker, I break him in, I break it in half, and I make sandwiches instead I of see these what ones. You're saying. Yeah, and I wrap them in tin foil, and the kids and I make and the kids open it. And it's like a big sandwich, and and every every, every parent hates it. You me. know what? I never did the small the the tin foil thing. I wrap that it in tin be. foil. I, I wrap it in tin foil. I put it on the grill, two three minutes. Everything everything melts, and it's like a sandwich. So, so, like you said, so we we were doing it. By the way, they have marshmallows with chocolate inside of it. I heard, yes, and they are delightful. 
Excuse so me. now you're doing that with the Reese's. With the Reese's. Holy, yo, you keep the kids will oh. be up all night. Yeah, nah, they they're fucking white. That's some, something about that that country edge just that knocks, knocks them out. out. Good for you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, where do you go? You go upstate, right? We go like it's right outside the Delaware Water Gap in New Jersey, right outside Hope. It's uh, oh, it's, so it's, it's right by Town. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could off throw of a rock. 80. Yeah, right yeah. off of eighty. Yeah, yeah, throw yeah. a rock and hit and hit Pennsylvania. Yeah, I want to try. Oh, yeah. And uh, we um, so the kids are. You know, burning the marshmallows and they're 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 lighting up torches more than they're eating marshmallows. But they're kids. Let it happen. But you know, I I tell Dylan, the older one, I tell him like, dude, you gotta you know be, be careful because I'm thinking. You remember the scene in Dennis the Menace, the movie where he's flinging the marshmallow and it <laughs> hits it hits fucking Walter Matthau on the head. So I start. I'm like, dude, you blow that a certain way. That's just gonna hit somebody or like you know whatever. Then not even ten minutes later, he fucking blows. He must have blew the fire out, and then as he did it, he he shot the marshmallow towards him, and a small chunk came out and hit him right in the middle of the forehead. Wow. Could have been better. It could have been better. And he did an instant instant wipe. First off, the kid's a man because didn't cry, but I think that was because there was other people there. And I thought it was just marshmallow on his head, and it turned out to be that was fucking skin. (coughs) So now Dylan's... Dylan's very, uh, very dark skinned, and he had a white patch. And I thought it was, like I said, I really thought it was marshmallow. And boy, boy, that kid took it like a champ. And all of a sudden, Tabor freaked out, and he started kind of getting worked up, and he, he, he didn't know what it was. So thank God, you know, we're dealing with fire, so we have the silver dean and all, all that stuff there. And he's walking around with a, with a, with a, you know, with a bandaid on his head, and it's, and you could see it like. I remember as a kid, like, you know, you would get a cut and, like, you would want to show people. Yeah, your badge of honor. And he could not wait. When somebody, he would just walk into, he would walk into the store and we would see somebody goes, yeah, I just burned my head. And he just, and he would walk in. And it was, I I, I tell you, it was a fantastic, and and we found a, we found a little garter snake inside the pool. And, uh, you know, he's like, look at that earthworm. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking snake. And it's, Eh. You know, it was every, every bit of a foot long, you know, skinny, like a shoelace, yeah, of course. you know, but it's still a fucking snake. And I, I don't deal well with snakes, you know, <laughs> and the first thing all I can think I of is like snake. <laughs> first thing right, I can Andre. think of is it's snake man. It's like, I can think of Jake doing fucking macho impression snake man. And uh, so all of a sudden I, I grab it out of the pool because I was like, oh, well, someone's got to do it. So now I'm holding this thing and. And Dylan, same thing. Like it was, it was, it was. He was so proud. It, it was an amazing thing. Like he was so proud to be a part of it. Like he had nothing to do with it. He touched the snake. He was there, but he was there, and he was just like, oh. And then he he was telling everybody, he's like, oh man, my stepdad found found the snake, and we we were holding it. Ah, it was best fucking weekend I've I've I, I probably had in such a long time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I got. I didn't have the whole thing. You motherfucker. You son of a bitch. Dylan. Son of a bitch. Hey, man. What the hell? Did they, did they fucking copyright it? No. Dylan. There you go. Dylan. I say that all the time. Dylan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> we had such such a good time. We're going to go back in a few weeks, two weeks, three weeks. We're going for more days. You know, uh, like you were saying about the staycation, like you said, Hammer's here. Like, you know, you. that's that's when all of a sudden you go. Man, there's a there's a part of me that wants to yeah. be on the beach with a fucking cocktail in yeah, my hand. Yeah, but you know what, dude? The other side of it is, wow, you get to you get to take fucking inventory. You get this. I did. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I was like, man, I'm like, 
I just I kept I was catching up. I you know I was just I I rested a little better a little better than yeah. I usually do. You know, I got treated like I mean yo man, I mean between the f- Steph was yeah. like Steph gives me the belt last week. I talked about it on the last week's show. I get the belt and then I get I got that on my birthday. I got breakfast. I spoke to you. I was leaving, yeah. I was actually leaving the breakfast spot in Jersey, North Jersey. It's a, a pancake house. Okay, yeah. It was on Dinah's Drive-Ins and Dives, right? Yeah. So I had this fucking giant pancake. It was in, in buffalo chicken and cheese were in it. I was like, Ooh. now now I'm I'm spoiled because now I'm going to eat all of my pancakes with, with some kind of savory fucking <laughs> dish with it, right? And then she takes me to fucking Eska, man. It was like, yeah, like she treated me like a fucking king. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm in tears. And she says, what are you upset for? I said, because I said, people have done nice things for me for my birthday. I said, but you you gave everything to me that you gave me your undivided attention and you treat me like you fucking spoiled me. I'm like, I said, I'm not even, I don't even know if I deserve this, you know. And I'm like, I'm doubting is what what did I do? What's gonna happen next? You know, waiting for the the other shoe to drop and it's not gonna drop, right? Yeah. So you're like, all right, but I just sat back and I reflected and I'm I was I've been having a hard time, um, getting older and I never had a hard time with it. Once I started feeling old. Is when I started being like, man, like this past year and a half, these past two years have been really rough on me emotionally and physically. But physically, when I wake up, I feel like a Mack truck has hit me. Yeah. And this is 20, 30 years of working on the ambulance, playing fucking ice hockey and roller hockey, and then the ball league softball. So now my body is like, a just like it's a wreck, and I don't, I'm not in shape. So it's like, you know, I, I, I woke up, and when you wake up and you feel it, I was telling my mom this on the phone the other day. I'm like, she goes. So how old are you now? I'm like, I'm 19 years younger than you are, Mom. I'm 47 because she's had yeah. me when she was 19. She's like, yeah. She's like, y- you're right. I, said, I, I I feel like I'm 19 years younger than you now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it became like a thing. And then you start, like, and we've talked about this before. You start questioning everything about your life and your fucking choices. And you're like, oh, man, what did I do? You know, but in the same breath, I, everything comes full circle. You know, so I I had a lot of time this these these past like seven ten days to just to breathe, without worrying about work. Yep. Without worrying about even like finances, I was broke until like yesterday. I got paid yesterday. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that self. To, oh that, yeah, yeah. I yeah. paid the rent. I'm like, good. If the rent check clears before I get paid, I said, I'm again. I'm 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 still good. So like I was in between like money, but I didn't I didn't care. Yeah. Because I was chilling. I got brand new hats. I got fucking. Black, I got a reissued Black Sabbath album. I was like, fucking out. That's fucking awesome, by right? The way. And then I was like, you know what? Once I got paid, I was like, good. I paid my bills. I'm like, and I went out. I was like, good. This is great. I went to the ball game yesterday. And I'm like, hey, but you just breathe. Like you're like, I don't have to worry about nothing. And it was like, all right, good. Now I can go back to work on Monday, and take on the world again. Yeah. With a it, with a bit a bit of a better focus. Well, it, it, and it's funny, um, because. And and I think and I'm gonna give credit to Taba again. Like I I think she she does it for me. Like where it's she she allows me to do stuff that I, and I shouldn't I, I'm using the wrong word allow, but you you know what I mean. Like she, she sets it up. Whereas like okay, Jay's gonna do this, I'll do this, but he needs to do this to to kind of unwind and like and it was funny because. She she told me on the phone because I was I was I was overwhelmed before I was yeah. completely overwhelmed, and she's just like, make sure you get home, you eat something, 
and you get in the shower. She says, she says you have this innate ability when you get in the shower, you get out, and everything's fine. She's just like, just get in the shower, put on. I was rocking out the Badlands, by the way. She shout out, fucking check that band out, Badlands. I was rocking out. Oh, the, I showed Phil that. I was told, and I've been, I was on those guys when I was. I'm a Black Sabbath head. I, I love Kiss, and it was like, holy shit! I didn't even know these guys existed. Yeah. So, uh, but and but you 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 do. You need you need that. And it was funny this past weekend with going camping. Like I had such a great time. I had family come. My 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 dad's sisters were there, and it was a lot of work for me. I I cooked cooked a lot. I grilled a lot. Uh, it was a lot of work, but I remember it was funny. The kids wanted to go to the pool, and they were down by the pool in the in the, in the camping resort. And you know, my family's up at the campground. You know where where my parents' trailer is, and I just I just when I looked at my mom, I was like, Ma, I gotta go. I was like, I'll be right back. And I took the car down to uh the camp that you know where the pool was and the kids were in the pool and i got to sit down with with, with table for like 10 minutes and it was like it was like the middle of the day saturday i'm like i feel like this is the first time i'm seeing you all weekend because <laughs> it was just fucking busy but uh like i said we're gonna go back in uh in a few weeks and that's gonna be our time and that's gonna be like you said that time to not worry about work and not having to be be at a certain place at a certain time because that's kind of what life is if you really think about it, it's just a series of fucking deadlines. You know, I got to be at work at this time and I got to do this. And, you know, and you put that pressure on yourself to 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 live up to that. So, you know, the the staycations uh, are much as much as it's great to go to another state and visit and go to a beach and have a cocktail in your hand. Uh, it's just as important to 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 stay at home sometimes, too, as well. I um. We're guilty of this, and I could speak for you too, as I know you now for a couple of years. We're very guilty of setting these expectations of ourselves, and and when we don't fall through with some of that shit, you feel like a complete heel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I can't. I need to not worry about things I can't control. That's my problem for for like my whole entire adult life. But now I, I learned to like I can't to certain things like I can't do and I can't control. No matter how hard I try, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Whether it's choppy not coming or it's a relationship thing or some stupid shit at work or like anything that, that I can't control, I can't get worried about anymore. I can't put I gotta worry about here and now and what and moving forward to make this to, to make anything I do better than what it is. Yes. That's the goal right now, and to enjoy it, you know, whether it's this, whether it's my job, whether it's Strat, whether it's my relationships, yeah. anything that is extracurricular and doesn't involve me uh, working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once it becomes a job, then you're fucked, right? Yep. So with that being said, um, it's just it's it's been really fun, and I'm having a blast, and I'm just glad that I can re retool and repackage and refuel for next week and go back with a, with a clearer head and take on the world. And I'm still going to work overtime probably because it's, it's been dumb busy. Yeah. And I'm still going to be working like an animal. But you know what? I have to keep my eye on the prize. That's it. And the prize is stuff like this, you know. So it's like you, 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 set, you set your goals. Uh, like Siv says, Gorilla Biscuits, set your goals. Uh-huh. Once you set your goals, you'll be all right. So, um. All right, so we'll get into the news first, and then we'll do some beautiful Bobby stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was on the rant on Tuesday. Uh, where do you want to go first? You want to go NXT? You want to go—I didn't see NXT this week. Uh, let's go with AEW. Okay. 
So I, I did watch that yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it was all right. It wasn't a, it wasn't it, a bad show. I tell you though, but uh, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, they got a lot of. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of Main Street press, but they got a lot of a lot of press with you know the Domino's thing and. I thought it was hilarious of PBR just going, yo, we'll take it, like, and, and making, like, silent digs at, at uh, Domino's, which, by the way, Domino's and PBR go together like peanut butter and jelly. I don't understand. <laughs> I never had PBR and Domino's. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it is, though. But, uh, but I, you know, not looking. The best thing that NXT did was, was, to, was to go to another night because AEW... And it's it's done nothing but it's helped both companies really both shows really but AEW's pulling in uh, a pretty steady number now they you know they're coming in at at a million over a million you know every week now in the past couple of weeks maybe the past month or so and you know the show in and of itself was good uh, storylines were were um, you know they were elevated they were moved forward but you know this it's funny. I, I, I love this labors of uh labors of MJF thing or whatever the hell it's called. Um Yeah, the Hoovy match was good. The Hoovy match was good. Hoovy's in great shape. Yeah. Um I just I like the finish because the finish was that you had to you had to finish the move with a top rope maneuver. But I you know what I didn't like? Like and then once again, this was just nitpicking, obviously, but you know, last week against Nick Gage, like he did a top rope Frankenstein and threw a pane of glass. No, this match had a. Finish. No, I know, but oh. I'm saying, but I'm saying he had oh. to do he had to do a move. Like, why do a move in a Nick Gage match off the top rope when you're doing it next week? Oh, I get it. I you get, know what I, I mean? Get, like, I, no, I get what you're saying. It yes, would mean yes. a little bit more. Yeah, to of me. course, of course, of course. But of course. um, I, I I I love the drawback, the throwback to you know, you know somebody's you know. Jericho said something about Hoovy in 2019, and MJF's like, "Who the hell is Hoovy?" Like, I do love the the continuity of that, and then. All this, um, but you know the 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 move off the top. I, I don't know. Like I said, to me, it's useless, useless fodder. Yeah. Uh, just to, don't don't be surprised if you see more NWA stuff with uh, with AW. I'm seeing on social media with Billy Corgan and, and um, FTR has been piping up that they want a shot at the NWA tag team titles. I I I see nothing that. That team would be the perfect team to walk into a taping, which, by the way, their next pay per view is sold out. By the way, NWA. There you go. So, like, I and they're doing, news. they're doing, they're doing two, they're doing two cars that day. They're doing an all women's pay per view, produced by Mickey James, and they're doing the seventy third anniversary of the NWA at the pay per view uh, later on in the month. Now we'll preview it when it comes closer, but that's the perfect team to do that. Yes. That would be like, look, look who we are. Look what this belt stands for, and look who had it prior to who. You know what I'm saying? In that, in that, in that era that they that they compare us to. Yeah, which is fantastic. And I've been watching a ton, a ton of NWA '86, '87 right now on the uh, on the cock. So I've been doing that. Uh, but and the all right. So the Malachi Black thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank Christ, Cody's coming off TV to do some awful TBST. TV shows, right? So now he fakes the, he, you know, not he fakes it, but he's con- contemplating the quote-unquote retirement, blah, blah, blah. 
So now Black has to come out now and kick him in the... By the way, that was a sweet kick to the face. Unbelievable. Right? Kicks him to the face and reassures him, no, you're not going to. You're going to come back. And that's here comes Cody. This is Cody's MO. He gets beat up, comes back, wins the match, blah, 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 whatever. There's nothing good about him. Who is yeah. this? WGU. Oh, I know what this is. I'm not answering that. Yeah. So uh, I said, yo, I said, not for nothing. I said, you know, uh, it, it's not because I, I don't dislike Cody. I dislike how he's being portrayed. I don't think he's so great that he's got to come on TV every couple of weeks and be like, yo, I'll, and then like get beat up by these guys and play the modern and win the matches all the time. It works when the feud makes sense. It works when it it it, it piques the interest of of the of the, of the fan. Like him getting beat up by all by like that by all of his opponents, it's stale now. So everything Malachi Black is doing is stale because it's already happened already. And it's like it's sad because he's a great great character yeah. with a lot of layers, right? So it's like you could build that guy and have him do amazing shit. He cuts great promos. He has a great gimmick. He's agile as fuck for his size. Tommy End is an amazing athlete. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's like, and this is not, and again, this is not me taking a dig at Cody, but like, Cody can be utilized so much in different ways. First of all, he's better as a heel. That's first of all. Mm-hmm. But I can see where they're going with this, and I'm, and I'm cool with that too. But, uh, but for the sake of like storytelling, man, it's so, it's so old now, Jay. I'm going to push back a little bit. Only for the fact of, and this is going to, I'm not going to the defense of Cody. I mean, I like Cody. Um, I think what he's doing is good. But what you do have to admit is, yeah, he's kind of done this with everybody. It hasn't worked for everybody. Um, But it's kind of, he's done, like MJF, the feud with MJF, it elevated MJF. Arguably, MJF was going to be up to the top anyway. He's going to cream rise it to the top. Right. But he did come in. He did have a feud with Cody. Brody Lee, same thing. Came in, had a feud with him. Um, Cody is, for whatever reason it may be, he is, I don't want to say the benchmark, um, but he is the stepping stone to a further platform um once again it's not across the board you know uh sean spears who i i love sean spears i like the pinnacle um even though AEW's fucking faction heavy yeah um anything that has to do with ftr i'm in for tully blanchard i'm in for so if 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 sean spears is getting a rub from these guys i'm i'm fine with that but you can make the argument that it didn't really elevate him. But it did give him it did give him some steam when he got in. Yeah. Um Anthony Agogo has been fucking gone since since that. Uh but what you what you are saying does have merit. Um if Cody was a bigger star, would it would it change things? Yes. Perhaps. Yes. Because no one's tuning in. To AEW to see Cody get his to ass see Cody get his ass kicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not John Cena, you're not yeah. Roman Reigns, you're not Kenny Omega, you're not, you're not Tanahashi. What's what what where they're gonna fall into problems is, you know, especially as of late, 
you know, listen, Malachi Black coming in, uh, that dude deserves to be where he's at right now. At what point, you know, CM Punk, if if he comes in, which all signs are pointing that he's coming. And they removed Adam Page off the fucking main event. I, you know, I'm I'm not unhappy with that, and I'll tell you why. Let him come in. Let it be a crowning achievement. But at what point? At what point do you stop with the push? Like you started them, stopped them, started them, stopped them. At what point is that gonna? Are we not gonna care anymore? I think we can get back there. I think Adam Page, once again, we've been saying it, is the future of of this company. But how are we gonna start and stop? And keep it going. I so don't think we let do. Me, let me ask you a question. Um, and just hypothetically, if there weren't hints of Punk and Brian being signed and brought in, because they're doing all these events in Chicago, by the way, mm-hmm. right? If there weren't hints of that, and they still removed Adam Page off of the main event and still had him losing that in that ten man tag, whatever it was, um, does it? Is it the same thing? Or do you think they're doing it because they're bringing these guys in? I think they're doing it because they're bringing the guys because in. Because there's no way you're pulling him from this after all that buildup. Yes. Okay? It, it, it's annoying. And I see we, I see your point, but I don't see... I. Why can't they make it a three-way? At least put him in the match so he loses, and then you have something for him to still build on. You can still keep his story. Hey, I lost, and here's the new guy. And it'll say, let's say Kenny Omega retains, and he beats. Let's say, let's say it's, let's say it's him, Punk, and Page, which would be a fucking amazing match. Yeah. Or him, Punk, and oh, him, Brian, and and, and, and Omega, uh, in that main event for the for the uh, for the pay per view, right? Can you imagine? Can you absolutely imagine him losing and then building himself back up, and then by like year's end. He's like out of his mind, incest on winning the fucking championship, and like you see, I mean, it, it'll bring out the ca- the character even more than it is. Yeah, and it'll distance himself from any of the nonsense. And I mean, what I mean by nonsense, I mean the elite, the dark order, dark order, yeah. Right? And no disrespect to those guys, but like this is a standalone thing. And, and when he cut them off the other night, it was like, ah, I get it. Yeah, good. And this is what it. This is what needs to be done because you have to build. You have to make stars. I see where Tony Khan is like, all right, if I, if if he is bringing all these guys in, which they even there's even talks of bringing Flair in for some capacity, and I saw that coming because when there was a there was a picture of him online having lunch with Jim Ross in Jacksonville, yeah, and then the next day the E announces his fucking release, yeah. So I saw that coming, but that's that's either here or there. My thing is, if you're gonna bring all these guys in, these 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 names, right? You better be able to still tell a story with the guys you have there, meaning Cody and and Paige and all these other guys, you know, like and these singles guys. And but now you just it's overload. You bring in Andrade, it, Malachi Black. They they brought Miro in at a time where they were they didn't bring a whole bunch of guys in, but like you're bringing all these guys in, you're bringing them all in. You're doing the whole open check Turner type type shit, right? Almost, almost, right? But. It's different because a little different from Turner because these guys aren't. They're not. It's a, it's a different time. This has potential though. This does. No, it all does yeah. if it's booked. If it's booked properly, it's not like where they're going to sign Hacksaw Jim Duggan to Nitro. No, and and have him join Team Canada and then sit home for fucking six months and get paid a million dollars because all those guys got. 
got paid sitting home. Yeah. Because creative has nothing for but, you. But with with the once again, if done correctly, now I I don't remember where I heard it. I definitely don't want to take credit for it. Um, but you could do it perfectly. I think coming in, Punk obviously monster babyface, monster babyface comes in. And within a week or two, he needs to turn heel because there's nobody that can do it like Punk. He can come in and go and just call everybody fucking marks. You guys been chanting my name. Can't keep my name out of your mouth. I was fucking done. Blah, blah, blah. Going back and forth. Who's the guy that he turns on? Adam Page. So what happens is Adam Page can't get the job done with the Dark Order. I'm not saying he shuts the Dark Order down. Kills him, whatever the case is. Just, hey, listen, guys, I got to do this on my own. And then he brings in CM Punk and possibly Daniel Bryan. And all of a sudden, CM Punk, they get the big win. Adulation from the fans. Next thing you know, Punk just comes in, rears back, and fucking knocks out uh, Adam Page. I think that's how you get Punk as an instant heel. And that's how you get, that's how you can restart that push perfectly with Adam Page. That's a great way for, because you know Punk isn't going to have any problem putting over talent. I, I want to say, I should say, he, he isn't going to have any problem putting over talent. But to me, I think that's a great that's a great storyline. Um, and to go back on what you were saying, you're right. Because at what point is, are we not turning into TNA 2008, 2009, where we're bringing in all these old names, and it's... It's just simple math. Here you got Adam Page. Oh, but wait a minute. We have Andrade. Wait a minute. We got Cage. Wait a minute. <laughs> we got Malachi Black. Black. All of a sudden, your your homegrown names are getting pushed to the bottom. You know, um, it hasn't happened to MJF yet. You know, he. But, but I, that's I, another guy that you that you're building. Yeah, those are the, that's the future of your that's company. The future of the company, right there, and. You know, with bringing in guys like Punk, I think I don't think you have to worry about it. Obviously, Christian Cage got a win this past week, which I'm glad. I'm a huge Christian Cage fan. He's he's been said to be Tony Khan's favorite wrestler. You know, um, you know, does he deserve a shot? I love to see a nice Omega Christian Cage match. I don't need to see Christian Cage win, and and I'm not and I'm personally not done with the Omega fucking power trip yet i love it i love what's going on if it tells in double a double a had a uh he was double a had a he does not want cm punk anywhere near a ring really and he doesn't see why the all the big fuss over him and and i said you know what he's not the only person that feels that way i've seen that a lot on on social media but i told him if it makes if it if they could bring him in like you said, if they can bring him in and it makes sense as a baby face or anyway any any capacity where it makes to me at this stage of my life watching pro wrestling on the current scene, and you know my deal, it's got to tell a good story, it's got to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, it loses all credibility with me. And I love CM Punk. CM Punk for a couple of years embodied everything I loved about pro wrestling. Okay, he was a throwback. Yeah, he's a good performer, and he could talk his ass off on the microphone. And he's a New York hardcore fan, so that that and he wears the gear, and he's in he's in fucking H two O videos. He wears Madball jackets to the ring. That's my that's that for me. He embodies everything about the scene and pro wrestling for a little while, right? 
But if it doesn't make sense, it ruins all credibility with me. Well, there's there's no doubt that if if Punk and Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Danielson are coming in now, we can start calling him Brian Danielson again. Yeah. Um, if they come in, these guys are 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 purists, and in, in the in the sense of, you know. They're not trying to hold on to my spot, you know. That, you know, not your spot, yeah. not liver spot, not the liver not spot, not my dog spot, not the oil spot on not the your floor. Oil spot, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> he, he, to me, they they know how to go about that. I once again, that's what I think. I, I at least that's what I want to believe. I, I, you know, I respectfully disagree to the boss, but I, he needs to be near. He needs to have above all else <clears throat> one final run. It needs to make sense, Jay. But it's gonna and, and and I think AEW it it will make sense. I don't think they I don't think he's gonna come in and Khan's gonna go, All right, uh Omega, you're gonna put on C you're gonna put over CM Punk your first night in. Like I don't see that happening. What I do see happening is a a a, a big impact, a nice splash, influx of viewers. Perhaps you bring back the casual fan. Perhaps you Perhaps you kind of create a new buzz per se, I, you know, or or you rekindle the old flame that was there, because um, you do run into that a- I, that area of is it seven eight years too late, and that's well, that, very I think, true. And I think that's what Double A was saying. Like you know, I don't see why everybody's going nuts about him, and he wasn't. You know, he left on such a sour note, and it wasn't where we needed him to be as a, as a fan at the time. And uh, everything was valid. I, I mean, he. It's just, but, but it's not just him. It, it, you know. But like I said, but he's right. He, he, no, he's right. And I'm saying, like, I don't care if they sign 500 guys from everywhere else, because fucking Vince did it, Turner did it, everybody else did it, and they made it make sense to an extent. Vince more than Ted Turner did, because at one point they just they lost control of the fucking company. But Vince signed people, and for the most part, made it all work. Okay. Different time, different era, I get it, but the same concept. If you're going to bring these guys in and they have a name to them, you got to make it you got to make it work. You have to because you you're not the, the fans aren't naive anymore. Everybody's hip to it. And that's and that's and but now this this is where it makes it a little bit more difficult like you said because right. and I think and I think you know we do stuff, we do the throwbacks, we do we do stuff based and and in a time where it was, it was easier. Right, because kayfabe was still in effect. Yeah, you didn't have any dirt sheets unless you count Meltzer. There was no internet. Yeah, you know, you heard rumors. That's and, about it. And you know, to me, it's easier. But I think this is where a guy like Punk can thrive because he can, he knows how to use social media. He's 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 the old school. Like, think about like I had I, I love this. I was trying to explain the honky tonk man to to Taba, and like this is amazing. I, I, you'll see the connection. Like honky tonk man was such a great. He's the quintessential wrestling persona in the sense of he gets instant heat when he comes out. Why are you dressed like that? You why are you dressed like Elvis? Like I'm dressed like Elvis. Elvis stole my gimmick. Elvis was dead for 15 fucking years when when honky tonk man was saying that. Right. It is instant heat. It's what you want, and that's and it's it's a simple and thing. He, was, he came in as a baby face, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and 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 
I remember Hogan cutting promos on him like, this guy's going to be something, brother. Yeah, but, like, no, but, not so but, much. but think about the simplicity in that. It's so simple. Punk, to me, and I'm not going to say that he's a carny, but he knows he's he already looks at this situation, and I, I want to say that he's going to come in as a heel. He's going to come in, instantly bash bash the fans, and it's simple, and it, 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 and it works. And to me... Because it's just like, hey, you guys wanted to see me back. Well, I didn't come back for, you know, you, you can almost go. You guys can almost stick ho- it. Yeah, you can yeah. almost go Hollywood rock and Hollywood Batista. I didn't come back for you. I came back because Tony Khan gave me a shit ton of money. Yes. And he knows I'm better than everybody else. I'm, I'm still the best in the world. Yes. But guess what? The the the, the current best in the world is, is, the, is the holder of all the titles right now. Yes. So guess what? There's a conflict of interest. And if you make that story work. You can. But once again. I unfortunately now on the other side of that coin, which is, I think this would be a great thing to talk about, is AEW is dancing on that. It's thin ice. You're signing a lot of names. I'm not. Right. Let's not but, just use but WWE. They, 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 they have they have three. They, they're about to have three different TV shows. Okay, so if you're gonna do it, don't just don't do it. Don't do a turn it did. Don't give me thunder. And Sunday night, and put fucking you know Billy Joe Bob yeah. against Johnny B. Bad, yep. or Diamond Dallas Page against the the Mod Squad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't give me that. If you're gonna have three different shows, now you have all the talent. Yep. Make them work for it. Put this guy on Rampage. Put this guy on Girl on Dark. Yep. Put him on Dynamite. You're moving something to TBS, aren't you? There. I mean, there's there's inner workings. Vince you can make it work. That Vince didn't have. Yeah. Right? Right. And it's it's it, it, you're, it's on thinner. If it doesn't work, it falls apart. It's got yeah. And you disappoint the fans. Well, think about it. I think it was mm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it wrong, but somebody was trying to was it Raven? It might have been Raven was trying to make something happen on Sunday night heat. And he's like he's like ah, I think it's Raven. Oh, I'm gonna get it. I gotta look it up later. Because he said he goes, I he was doing something. He was trying to create a, a some buzz on Sunday Night Heat, and he knew he didn't need to get it approved because Vince isn't watching fucking Sunday Night Heat. All he had to do was just talk to right that Brian was, Gerwitz or whoever. Right, that was the same thing with uh with with SmackDown when Paulie had SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to me, that's that's something where these guys can sink their teeth into. You got, like you said, you got the Varsity Blondes. You know, um, Jurassic Express. You got FTR, these guys. FTR, Private Party, uh, Dark Order. This two. They, once again, the trio, the fucking uh, de- death, death triangle. Yes. Come on, man. You got, you got, you got too much, too many. You got too much firepower. talent to not utilize. And I'm not saying you go ECW style, where I mean you can, but at what point does it get? NXT was actually. I, I don't even want to say ECW anymore because NXT was perfect at it when they were. They would you would not see a character almost the second week, and you would very rarely. Right. Maybe the champ would have a promo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I get you, it. There was no chance of overexposure. Here you're getting it a little bit. You know. You know what I want to know, and I one day I hope to find out. I want to know the business plan that AEW pitched to the TNT. Who owns TNT and TBS? Uh, Time Warner. Time Warner. I want to see what kind of business plan. Besides Tony Khan and his dad owning fucking Jacksonville Jaguars and an English Premier League football team, 
Um, because they have they have asked on. Besides the money, I want to see what the business plan was when the network says, "What are you going to give me to give you a two-hour spot, and then eventually sign you to a three-year deal and give you two more shows?" Right? What am I getting back? What am I getting? And was the plan always, "Well, I'm going to give you the best talent on the planet as we go along," or was it, "Well"? I'm, we're gonna. I can guarantee you that. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the inner workings I, work. I I, 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 like where you're going with this, right? So, like, I want to know what the business plan Give, is. I, I think what you do is, this is just my. This is just from what, because I, 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 I'm fascinated by the backstory. I love. There's a uh, Guy Evans's book, um, Nitro: The Downfall of WCW. I gotta read that. Great fucking book. I gotta read that book. Really good. Uh, I I'd give it to you, but it's on my phone. I have it on the Kindle. That's dope. Um, the Time Warner at that time, AOL Time Warner did not want WCW. No, no, that I, that I know, that I know. So what I'm saying, but so so now fast forward to 2019. What changed? I think there was I think there was a palate cleanse. I think there was a palate cleanse, and With, I think well, what you yeah. do, I think what you do is you. WWE is its own entity. They are no competition. There's no competition. I said this on Tuesday. Now, uh, there's there's uh, a podcast with I know you're not a fan of Conrad, but Jeff Jarrett has a podcast. I didn't know that. Really, really good. Yeah. Uh because of the figures, the way that he pitched it to, and that's a great backstory of how TNA got started. The way that he pitched it to his guys was, here's WWE's numbers. And let's just say, if we have a hundredth of this number, this is good. Like, And I think you use that, and obviously we're talking apples and fucking grapes here because Tony Khan has this huge capital. So I think what he did is he used... He leveraged. Yes. I think he used Cody, Cody's, Cody and the in Bucks, the Bucks no all in. Look what these guys did on their own. On their own. Okay. I think you use that okay. and you can mushroom out. Like, there's an audience. And th- there's no doubt about it. I was it. there, Jay. Yeah. There's I no doubt there. about it. Was it was amazing. And it's still, and we said it, and a year and a half later with AEW, it's it, it teeters back and forth because we, we complain about the booking and then all of a sudden we're putting it over huge. So it's always going to be like that. And I think what you do is you just go, it's a what if thing. Tony Khan's thumbing this whole thing. Um, of course, I'm. I was more. I'm more curious about their last year's numbers, like staying there, television ratings. But you know what? They got to be doing something good because they're getting another show on TV, not just a YouTube show. I don't know what the YouTube show is doing, but they're getting another TV show, and they're getting moved. To TBS, yeah, which, which is the major, which is it, I, I think TBS and TNT. I think they run hand in hand on the cable networks. Once again, not too sure, but nonetheless, I I want to oh. say I think they're prac- I think they they're not selling them an empty empty wagon. I think they're going. This is what we can do. Like once again, WWE ignore. If we get a twenty, f- if we get a quarter of what they get, we're good. And listen. Truth be told, and I, and, 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 and I know network and table television are different now. It's not yes. like it's it's very reality TV and game show based. It's not what we what we're accustomed to. I want to know, like like I, wh- yeah, are they selling it like that? Because let's be honest here, like the numbers. Well, they beat NXT. I, I'm, and I hate the ratings. No, because you were going up against the fucking recorded pre-recorded show. Yeah, which makes me angry. 
Because when they were, who, I don't know, somebody was used to go up against SmackDown back in the day. I forget who it was. And oh, they were TNA. TNA. Oh, yeah, we got better numbers. But th- it was fucking pre recorded. Yeah. It's pre recorded. It doesn't matter. Especially nowadays. It really when everybody's doesn't matter. When, you, when, when TNA, when you're getting all the results, it's like you knew no one watched TNA because for the fu- you go, they record a month's worth of shows. And it was like, oh, I know what's going to happen this week. Why, am I, yep. why do I have to watch it? At least yep. with SmackDown. You it was recorded on a Tuesday. You didn't, and it was on Thursday. Yep. So unless you were there, I mean, the, the, I mean, the, I mean, the results were out. But with TNA, you knew all the results. Yes. You knew a month's worth. Yep. You're not getting a week's worth. It was different. It was a different vibe. So I want to see what they do, man. If it tells a good story, I'm okay with it. I I think I think right now, I think we're we're seeing uh, a nice wave uh, forming, and I think it's gonna be big. I it's really big do. Now, dude. Like, it is with the NWA working with everybody, with New Japan now doing shows. New Japan's coming to Philly now with the yep. strong seventeenth uh, and the eighteenth of October. We just found out today. Um, like when all these promotions working with each other, even Mexico. Yep. Like this is not a, Ring of Honor is making a fucking hard comeback, man. Yep. Their, their next pay per view is gonna be insane. Yep. Did you see Dixie was on this? Dixie bed? was on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Putting the women over. Yep. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Neither am I. I'm not. It's just. It's more wrestling. Anybody who does not like this should not be. They should watch the fucking Mass Singer. <laughs> Go watch fucking. Uh, you know, naked and 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 desperate. Then naked in the woods. What naked the and called? afraid. Naked and afraid. Yeah, go like, watch that. I actually like that show. I'm sure you do. Of yeah. course you do. I want to be a survivalist. Yeah, we know. <laughs> while, while, while the while the while the cameraman gives you fucking protein yeah. bars. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that nonsense. Any hoot. All right. Um, I didn't see NXT. I yeah. I, didn't. I read the Bobby Fish and Roddy Strong match was fucking amazing. Yeah, I wanted that. That was the one match I wanted to see. I'm almost interested in the uh, Puerto Rican China and uh, what's a fate Dakota Kai now she turned. I'm very excited about that because I want to see. I want to see how uh, Puerto Rican China. I don't know. It's, it's, it, that's what Choppy calls it. But Raquel Gonzalez. I want to yeah. see how she now performs against better caliber because Dakota Kai can. Go yes. So I want to see how that goes. Um, what else? Uh, the whole if you're into that Dexter Loomis thing with, with what's a Indy Hartwell with, with your girl Indy who's terrible. Now they're they're like an item now apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> Samoa Joe is a full time wrestler now. Love it. He's back in the fold, and anytime Joe gets to wrestle, and my son's sitting here with us, he can attest to this. Anytime Joe wrestles, it's a it's a fun time because Joe just kills motherfuckers. I, and we love Samoa Joe. Yeah. We are we are uh, the Rea family, and Alicia family. We're very, very, very. We're pro Joe. I, we uh, get show, we get shirts. We're pro Joe. Pro Joe. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. What else is it was in here? Um. Rich Holland's back. Yeah. And and uh. It seems like he 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 came back together with uh Pete Dunn, right? Like. Yeah, and his contract is up soon. Yeah, him. Triple H better. Re- well, Adam Cole. That's the, That's where. I, that's where my focus is right now. Adam Cole's working without a contract right now. Up well, SummerSlam. He, yeah, he he. Uh, he's betting per diem. He's getting paid per appearance, right? But he uh, supposedly uh, the the rumor mill I read before we came on was uh, he's going to be at SmackDown tonight. So, or he's there at the arena. You'll be home in time for that. I'll be home in time for that. My so. question to you is, and you know, I'm I'm a huge Adam Cole fan, right? I don't want him to go up. To, I don't want him to go up because they'll lose him. Oh yeah, they'll lose him, 
he's probably one of the best wrestlers technically in the last decade, right? That's safe to say. And he's done this all under 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's won world titles in Japan, Ring of Honor. He's been part of two or three great tag teams. He was in Bullet Club. Yep. And he walked into NXT and dominated, right? Got to be the, one of the biggest merch sellers there. And, and, he, and, and, he, and he headed that faction really good, right? So my, my, my thing is I'm afraid they'll bring him up and he'll be jobbing to fucking Cesaro. Jeff Hardy? Or Jeff Hardy or anybody who's like in, in – I'm not, nothing, nothing against those guys. No, but no, they're no, all, no. They're all mid card. They're all mid card limbo. Well, let's 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 call it what it is. And, and and I'm sorry, but like, and I know this is like a little bit late, but they they, it, it was talked about. But like, you bring Karrion Cross, you strip him of everything that makes him a star. How do you expect him to get over? And then he loses to Jeff Hardy. Nothing against Jeff Hardy. I get it. And now he'll lose to Joe. But at at, at takeover now now all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden, wh- wh- where do we go? So then he loses to Joe. I understand he's got he's got to lose the belt at some point, but <clears throat> you can make you can make it a triple threat. You can wiggle out of it and still have this star on your hand. And you're right because Adam Cole is going to go to Raw or SmackDown. Let's just say SmackDown for this for this case. Um, think about the promos with him and and Roman Reigns, him and Seth. You know. Uh, because Adam Cole is that guy that's he's not a he, he's a baby face, but in a heel way. Um, and it's not like he's a tweener. He just he's just that fucking good where he can, you know, kind of appeal to both sides of, of, of the, the aisle, as it were. And he should be a star. But when he goes up there to SmackDown, th- there's a really good chance that he could be lost in a shuffle. I mean, hopefully, you know, Finn Balor is, isn't getting lost in a shuffle. He kind of got pushed to the side last Friday for the, you know, for for John Cena. Uh, you know, hopefully somehow maybe they turn that into a triple threat. I I mean, they, they, there's an opportunity for that. Yeah, and Cena Cena knows. See, that's what I love about John Cena. He understands where the industry has gone. That's why he knew better to step off and do his Hollywood yeah. fucking thing. And he had all these opportunities that he had. They were all waiting for him, basically. Yeah. Right? But then he comes back, and he knows where to put the talent. Yeah. He's not looking for fucking glory. He's got, he has his glory. He was, the f- he was the face of that company for a decade. Yep. So it's like, it's not, it's not far-fetched. There's, there's, there's things that you can do, and I, and I said this to AA on Tuesday. With the talent pool this deep... When creative has nothing for you, when you have people that write for you and don't know who the talent is, we've talked about that on, on previous shows, right? Yep. But that's a problem, you know. When you have, when you're on, when you're getting not five million, five billion dollars to not only stream your shit on a major television network and and you get and you get the cock too. Yep. You got the universal deal. You got the, you got the, with the cock, and then you have Fox, and you have Fox. Fox and Cox. Yeah, Fox and Cox. Best name in the episode. <laughs> but it's true. But then at what point do you stop taking your foot off the gas and you start coasting? That's the problem that runs into. This is the problem that they had in 94, 95. Right, and but the, the talent pool wasn't that deep, bro, in 94, 95. It was deep, but not like it this. Was, yeah, oh, but it's a different landscape. If you got 60 guys to a roster, there are 35, 40 guys and girls right now that you can – you can fucking put them anywhere in the country and any on the indie show, and they can headline. Oh, absolutely, right, absolutely. So I don't want to hear about 
about the, the 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 gas pedal. Listen, you have there's more eyes on it now, Jay. Yeah, it's not just Blackjack Lanza and and no. and Pat Patterson. It's writers, it's agents, it's fucking. You're right. It's Hollywood people. They're in, and they, and they, but they don't know the. Te- they don't and that's know the, the problem. Fu- right, that's the problem. Yeah. They don't. They don't know the product. Yeah. It's like how do you sell toothpaste on a commercial, right? And you don't. I mean, let's say you're an actor and you get signed to do fucking tooth, um, toothpaste commercial, right? You really don't know about toothpaste. I mean, you, you know what toothpaste does. Yeah. But it's only a certain kind. They don't know what toothpaste they have. No, it's it. Well, their problem is they don't know if it's Aqua Fresh or fucking Colgate. They, go, they, they just have they, they just have this this giant tube of fucking toothpaste, and they don't know what to, they don't know how to brush teeth with it. They they go to the old man and they go, I "Got this great idea for a story," and they go, and then Vince goes, "Hmm, all right, great. Let's put uh here." It That's doesn't it. work like that. Exactly. Oh, I agree. It doesn't work like I that. I agree, and it should be more. That's that's the difference between. AEW and WWE right now. Uh, let's uh, let's not characterize NXT as it because I because I, I think that's be- in its own bubble. It, it kind of is because look it at has it. its own because Triple H did not Triple let H so, has his hands. He in did there. not let Joe go. No, and he's got now he's got Shawn Michaels in there playing with him and and and, 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 and Regal and there is a little bit of there's a separation of church no, and state that, there. That has to be because that they they gave him. You that. need that, right? No, I mean you I don't, need that. Right. You you can have yeah. you know. Uh, you know, you you heard it. You know, you heard Vince during the 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 quarterly calls. Like, yeah, you know, he was damn damn near fucking coherent. Like you, you can't really understand him. You know, at some point, like you said, you kind of you you, you gotta. I don't want to say take him out, but maybe simplify the situation here. Maybe for some reason, it it doesn't work. You know, as well as this, like you don't need twenty something wrestlers. Uh, twenty-something writers. Maybe all you need is your a, a Pat Patterson, a Bruce Pritchard, and all these guys. It, just, just get four or five guys in a room, and and write on a whiteboard. Where we, where do we see this wrestler going? Where do we see this lady going? Where do we go? Work backwards, like you used to do, because you can't rewrite the show hours before it fucking comes on and expect it to be good. Hence, what's what's going on with Monday Night Raw. And especially, you're letting all this fucking talent go. Bray Wyatt letting him go. Apparently, the networks weren't fucking happy about that. And how could they? Because he's a, he is. I don't want to say he's a staple, but he's a an attraction. He's a star. And the um, the best thing for Bray Wyatt to do is to leave WWE. I got five words for Bray Wyatt. Creative has nothing for you, and that's the shame. That's it's, what that's what it came down to. It's a shame. This has nothing to do with his character. Now Alexa Bliss is asking for her her release because apparently she's too deep into her character where she you know it's like creative has nothing for you if it's so profound how guys and girls are getting cut and who were who were they, they were um staples in in certain aspects of the company right but you let them go and it's like well okay this this made sense this doesn't make sense when it doesn't make sense. Creative has nothing for you. That's it. Let's let's just look at it face value. We got nothing for you, Bray Wyatt. You know, apparently he had a physical ailment, whatever that case may be. He was hurt a lot. He was hurt, but you cannot deny that. But they never they never pushed him to where he was supposed to be. So we we let so on one hand we let Bray Wyatt go, and then the next night or or the same night, whatever the case was, Bill Goldberg against. 
Bobby Lashley. Like, so you have something for Bill Goldberg, but you don't have something for Bray Wyatt. Right, because it's the Hollywood people going, hey, I was in the fourth grade when Goldberg yep. fought. You know, and it's like, it, they don't know the product. And and that and like I said, John Cena coming out on Raw the night after Money in the Bank, genius idea. And it and John Cena does create ratings. Bill Goldberg is not creating ratings. No, Bill and Goldberg I'm, is 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 that's a, that's a that for them it's it's them give, it's throwing him a bone. It's I'm not like, I'm not saying Goldberg doesn't belong on the card. No, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yep, like he, he is. Belo- he, belo- he he needs documentary. Yep. He needs all the DVDs and the action figures, and he's a legends contract. I think he, he I think he, he comes out. Have him have him come out do a nostalgia spot. I got nothing wrong with that. But as he does much not, as, I, as yeah, as he much does as, not need to be fighting for this. As much belt. as I hate Bobby Lashley, it's a detriment to him. Yeah, because he's been killing it. He's been fighting fucking everybody on Raw. Yeah, including McIntyre. Yeah, right. So now this happens. This been set the whole Saudi Arabia thing. You build, yep. you build, you build Bray Wyatt up. You build, you build, you build, you build, you build. And you lose the fucking belt there. To Goldberg. Yeah. So it's like creative has nothing for you. Nothing. And it's terrible. Yep. And th- and this is and this is where it's going to go. And th- like you said, with Adam Cole going there, that's where it's going to lead to. He's going to fall into that EC3 spot. He's going to fall into. Who's killing it, by the way, in Ring of Honor. Of course. Of course he is. You know why? He's a fucking star. Yeah. That's why he's killing it. Why didn't he kill it in WWE? Because I think he's your next world champion now. He should be. He's, Bandito's the champion. If Roosh don't get it back, I think EC3 should be the next world champion. But Him or fucking my man uh, uh, Flip. And I think and I think AEW is in. They're in that moment. They're in this mode where. Stars can uh, wrestlers in them in and of themselves can be lost in the shuffle, and that is the pro. And it's and it's a problem. Yeah. And and it's and it's a and it's a and it's funny because it's probably it's it's probably a good problem because you have so much you can plug certain wrestlers in if they get hurt. But if you keep burying guys for a Goldberg, you know, and and all this stuff, and and in AEW's case, if you keep Man, his his is hot hot out cowboy shit. Let's get Adam Page over. Wait, let's cool him off a little bit. But then, if how many times do you cool him off that he can't get fucking hot? Right, again? you gotta. It's again. It all goes back to what I said a half hour ago. It's gotta make sense. Gotta make sense. Any other any other news and notes? You got anything else? No, this uh, Bobby Bobby Eaton, obviously. Yeah. So Robert Lee Eaton uh, passed away on my birthday, uh, August fourth. He was um, sixty. I want to say sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. Um, he was the the son-in-law of superstar Bill Dundee, which I did not know that. Yeah, he married Donna, his, his wife, who posted everything. Six foot two thirty. We know, we know he's from Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville's finest. Okay. We know he's part of the legendary Midnight Express, two-time world tag team champion. He wrestled in Mid Atlantic from seventy-five to seventy from seventy-six to two thousand fifteen in the Mid South, Continental, World Class, Jim Crockett. Smoky Mountain, ECW, TNA. I mean, he was inducted to the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame in 2009 and and 2019. Bobby, and I said this on Facebook, Bobby Eaton's, um, his solo career is criminally underrated. He was world television champion, I want to say 90, 91. Um, He was even in New Japan for a couple of years. Um, did some cool things with the fucking with the with the blue bloods. That was pretty cool, yeah. you know. 
The Earl of Eaton. Yeah, he de- made his debut in 76, retired in 15. How about that? He was 17 years old, 18 years old. Uh, the guy was essentially nothing else in this world but a professional wrestler. He won his first title in 78 with Leaping Lanny. Ah, they were they mid, did, they were the Mid-America Tag Champions. They beat Gypsy Joe and some guy named Leroy Rochester. Gypsy Joe probably still... Oh, no. Gypsy, Gypsy Joe was the one who got beat up by New Jack, yeah. right? The one who guy who wouldn't sell. He, uh... Yeah. You know, that's, but that's, all you need to know is about guys, like you said, we, we, we just put, we, we did that match with, with Eaton and Ric Flair a few, about a month ago, a month and a half ago. And, you know, he is, he was a guy that just, he was believable in the ring. He was so, there was, you couldn't find any holes in his work. And, yes. And like I said, he was somebody that, yeah, he's, he's lumped in. As a, he's a he's the quintessential tag wrestler, but like you said, his his singles run was was is, is criminally underrated. He is the best part about it. His rep, right? He was a heel basically his entire career. Yeah, but he was one of the nicest guys behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, he would um, bring toilet extra toiletries on the road for guys. Austin and Mick Foley put him over in, the, in, the, in both their books. Yeah, Austin said, and I quote, "It was considered a night off." When you wrestled Eaton, because his in-ring offense looked so convincing that he never hurt his opponents. I'm, I remember, um, I think it was on Anderson uh, saying it a while ago. Like, you know, I think they tried to bring him in to the to the performance center to try to help guys, and but Bobby was one of those guys that he didn't he didn't know how to how to convey how to do things. He, Bobby just knew how to do it. He was he wasn't a trainer. He was a he a, a quintessentially he was just a fucking natural. I, I mean, there's no other way to put it. But no, he was a natural. no. Um, th- it was cool. It was funny because he had to keep his relationship with his wife a secret because he didn't want Bill Dundee to know that he was because Bill Dundee didn't want anybody. He didn't want him involved in. He wanted his daughter involved in yeah. wrestling. So, uh, when he found out she was dating Bobby Eaton, he relented because Bobby was such a nice guy. Yeah, they had three children: Dustin, Dylan, and Taryn. Dylan's a professional wrestler. I didn't know that. I did not know that. And no. And Donna died in June. Really? Yeah. So he had a heart attack in 06. He had a pacemaker put in. He had the diabetes as well. Um, and he had a pacemaker put in. I say he, I'm sorry. He had the heart attack in 06, the pacemaker in 13. Mm-hmm. And then he passed away on August 4th. I know he recently had had a fall. Uh, yeah, he had a fall too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let me just show some of his accolades. He was one-time Georgia television champion before the Crockett's. He was three-time U.S. Tag Champion with Stan Lane, three-time World Tag Team Champion twice with Dennis Con, yes. um, once with Dennis Condry, once with Stan Lane, and once with Don Anderson. Yes. TV Champion. He was Mid Atlantic Tag Champion, AWA Southern Tag Team Champion four times. He was the Continental Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. He won the Mid America Heavyweight Title eleven times. He was six-time America Mid America. Tag champion with Lanny Poffo, George Goulas, the Mexican Angel, Big Togo, and he was a Mid American Mid America ta- uh, Television Champion. He was the NWA World Six Man Tag Team Champion four times with Nick Go- with George Goulas, Jerry Barber, and um, whatever the to- Tojo Yamamoto. Him and Condry won the Mid South uh, titles with Bill Watts t- twice. The Bluegrass Tag Team Champion. I mean the fucking list. Um. Tag Team of the Year in '87. He ranked 27th uh, in, in in the singles in a PWA 500 in '92, 
and 91 in 2003. Um, I told you he was in the Pres- Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame as part of the Midnight Express with Randy Rose, Dennis Condry, yeah. Jimmy Cornette. And uh, Tag Team of the Year with... Well, he's Tag Team of the Year, wow, three times. 87, 80, 86, 87, 88. Worst worked match was in 91. That was the scaffold match. Great American Badge. We talked about that. <laughs> PN News. That, right, PN News. Uh, part of the Dangerous Alliance, of course. Who could forget that? The Blue Brothers. Yeah, Blue he, Bloods. Came in, he came in. Uh, it was him, Anderson. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Taz, Larry Zabisco on Anderson. Uh, Medusa. Um, yeah, it was, that was a fucking, that was a stable and a half. That's funny. You know, it's funny. I never really thought of it in that sense. I mean, I know the Midnight Express had a small, brief babyface run in 80. Yeah, I, just play, I played the promo. Yeah, yeah. 80, 87. 87. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's funny to soon think. As Dan- see, Dennis Condry left. He had some issues with it, like family issues. They brought Stan Lane in. Yes. And Stan Lane was already a successful tag wrestler. He wrestled with Steve Kearney with the Fabulous Ones. Had a great run in Florida. Had a great run in the EWA. So when they brought him in, in with Bobby, it was like a perfect fit. You know, yeah. people don't realize that him and Conjury were a great. That Conjury and, and and the Eat were a fucking phenomenal tag team. Yes, Dennis Conjury made you believe that he was like he was legi- he was a legit tough guy. Um, Stan Lee was more of a you know showboat showboat. Yeah, Ric Flair trained type. by Ric Flair. He yeah. was trained by Ric Flair actually. Yeah, so one of his trainers was Ric Flair. So yeah, just uh, one of my favorite Midnight Express probably after the Road Warriors, probably after the. Right, right, probably after the Road Warriors and the Bulldogs, my favorite tag team. And yeah, then, well, they, yeah. Uh, like you said, and once again, because they were believable, especially with with with, with Cornette as the mouthpiece. Like you know, they had, um, um, uh, um, uh, forget it. They had insane feuds with uh, Rock and Roll, the Rock Express. Roll Express, the the Fantastics, even Dusty and TA, T, T, Dusty and TA, Dusty and Nikita. Yeah. Um, the Horsemen, Wyndham and Anderson. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Anderson and Blanchett, I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, Wyndham too, with Luger. Um, it, it, insane, insane. Uh, right, they had, they had a beef with the Garvins at one point. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching it right now. Jim Cornette burned fucking Ronnie Garvin's yes. face. Yeah. And then he's gonna fight him in the cage. They, um, but, you know, interesting, but I never thought of it like that. He, oh, he was always pretty much a heel. I mean... I never saw him as a fan. I mean, yeah, they were f- yeah, but very few and far between. Um, but never worked for the E, and I and I think you can you you can understand why you know. But he was, but he was such a good. Even like Tracy Smothers, at least had a small run in WWF, which I'm kind of glad that E never went because. Not that it would have soured. It didn't, doesn't. It would have been. Like a, he would have been like a fucking T.L. Hopper or something. Yeah, like he would have been, been like T.L. Hopper or something like that. He would have been like a fucking. It would have made him like a clown or something. It made him like a carpenter. A carpenter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but shout out to you know. Rest in peace, Bobby. Yeah, Eaton. that's he, he was. He's the quintessential uh, wrestler in the sense of that he he was just believable in everything he did. Like everything that he did inside that ring, his punches, there was there was no holes in that game. I'd love to you know, I, I haven't really had a chance to listen to Cornette um I mean one Dave Meltzer has great um I guess eulogies, I guess you can say uh, with with wrestlers. I actually like reading about. I'm not a big Dave Meltzer guy, but his eulogies with 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 with, with wrestlers that pass away are are really good and um I like to hear what Cornette has to say about Eaton because, you know, obviously how close they were and 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 whatnot. But he he is he's and this is that area, you know. And uh, 
we also lost really quickly. I guess we'd be remiss to say that Jody Hamilton passed away as well. You mentioned it. I actually, I actually broke the news on on Tuesday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Of the legendary assassins. Here's Phil Ray. A fun fact: I didn't know that was Nick Patrick's uh, dad. Mm. I had no idea. No, that that's I the only thing I didn't know. Yeah, I actually knew that, and it it makes sense because then you go, oh, well, that's why Nick Patrick's so fucking tall. Right. Yeah. No, it <laughs> makes sense. So yeah, Jody Hamilton passed away on Tuesday, August third. Uh, he was sick, and um, Nick Patrick actually announced it on social media. No so I, I I I posted. I want to say. 30 minutes prior to us going on the rant. Yeah, so. you know, so like I said, this week, uh, you know, this, this summer has been, hasn't been that good for uh, pro wrestling nostalgia, as it, as, as it as it were, so. Well, we are a nostalgia podcast, yeah. and we have a dope, that's a good segue. Yeah. We have a dope-ass throwback for you tonight. Damn right. And uh, we'll take a quick break. Let's plug up pals, and we'll come back. We'll get, do this throwback for you, and uh, we'll start, begin our weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen, we be the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We're live. We're live to tape on rant on a rant. Live to tape. Live to mother jumping tape, um, and we will be right back once Phil figures this out. Once my computer unfreezes. There you go. Well, Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge. Have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? 
Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, this is Greg the Hammer Valentine, WWE Hall of Famer. And you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Back. Terminal Throwbacks, Phil, it's Jay. Live tape, episode 416. I found the theme music for tonight's. Uh, 416. For the uh, for tonight's. Uh, yeah, for 420, are we going to blaze it up? We should. <laughs> <laughs> should blaze it up. We should blaze it up, yo. <laughs> we should blaze that shit up, like, rigorously. Um, yeah, so we'll. This so just get right into it, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Let's get right into it. Let's do the uh, throwback of the week. How about it? And now here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. I got I gotta ask Hammer really quick. Yes. Does CM Punk have that big of a beard? Is that why you put that beard on? Hammer's oh. doing the uh, the creative creative character. By the way, I I love the fucking heel bucks too. By the way. Oh yeah. Uh, seven. Uh, was it July twelfth, nineteen hundred and ninety-two? What a time this was. From Albany, Georgia, eight thousand pathetic point four buy rate though. Oh was, God, was yeah. Was one of the lowest in the company now. You might remember us doing the finals of this of this particular yes. of this particular card because it was it was it was geared towards the the week that Doc and Gordy won every tag team title in the world. <laughs> so we we uh we showcased that, and I don't I don't remember. I mean, we've done four hundred of these, and I don't remember us doing the whole card. But we I did not. I, yeah. I, th- I think I want to revisit it, even if we did do it. I don't think we did though. Um, but it's a tournament, Jay. Yeah, and tournaments well, are fucking awesome. Tournaments are awesome. Um, WCW at this point is doing something kind of creative, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word. This is definitely this smells of of Bill Watts all over the place. All right, so the buy rate was so low, right, that they didn't run another bash until '95. I was just gonna say, so I want go Bill I, Watts. It, yeah, right? I, I don't know if that's Bill Watts or if that's just it, it's probably a mixture of everything in between. But yeah. it is, it, it's, you know, they dedicated a clash before this to all the, the tag team tournament, the NWA world tag t- titles. Um, I get it. 
Um, but this is at a time where there's... No ramp, no pyro. Yeah. Just matches. You know, they had weird rules for the for the matches. The, the, the NWA matches can have moves off the top rope, the tag matches, but the, the WCW world title can't. All right, so your host are Jim Ross and Jesse the Body. Bill Watts, like Jay says, jo- joins us to talk with Eric Bischoff about the rules. Yeah. And in the NWA matches, there were, no, there were none of the top rope rules wackiness, but it does apply to Sting and Vader. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you actually need to do a segment explaining the rules, it's a little too complicated. It is. It, no, it gets too convoluted. Yeah. No one's buying a pay-per-view to have you explain to me the fucking rules. The only time I want to hear the rules is when war games. Yeah, that's it. And you know the rules, but you want to hear... You want to hear them anyway. Correct. You want to hear Gary Michael Capetta. You want to hear them... You want to you hear him say it. It, it. It's... And it's... I see what they're going for, but it's just... At, at this point, it's like, you know, the business has passed you by, Bill Watts. Like, I, I'm sorry, but... You no, know. no, don't be sorry. Yeah. We, we've, we're very... We were very critical of, of the Cowboy and his... Yeah. And his... Attempt to revitalize his territory booking. I mean, he had he had a little more free reign in mid south, um, and he had a not as big as a roster, not as big as a production company. Yeah, I think the end the WCW NWA thing. This is when they were breaking when they were branching off in ninety one, ninety two. This was a thing where uh, Bill Watts, like you said, was way out of his element passes prime in terms of booking I would have loved to have him call matches because when he did it in Mid-South it was really fun but but even his promos here like yeah, dude, like he just, was getting he was fumbling all over the words here yeah like, you're right dude this, I mean alright so your first match for the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament was the quarterfinal match it was all baby faces here yeah all baby. Brian Pillman and Jushin Thunder Liger who were actually, they were adversaries for a long time, yep. teaming up now against Ricky Steamboat and now from Lithuania. <laughs> Nikita Koloff's no longer from Russia. No longer from because Minnesota. Russia's no, no, well, he's never from Minnesota. <laughs> but now that the USSR is, is, no, is no more, yeah. they put him in Lithuania, 120 kilos. Nikita Koloff is a fucking, was a beast of a man. Dude, I, I, does anybody at this point I mean, obviously, we all hear the stories about uh, wrestlers who stay at the party too long and don't save their money or whatever. You can't say that about old Nikita. No, Nikita had his run, and then he, early in life, realized that if I make some of these mistakes that my friends are making, yeah. I'm going to be a fuck-up the whole my whole life, and actually found God. Yeah. And does all these ministries and stuff like that. Him, Tully Blanchard. Luger was involved for a long time after well after he committed all his sins, but that's besides. I think everybody finds God after that, you know. Um, but e- either way, listen, it, you do you, man. You know, you oh, do yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. do you. Um, actually, someone tagged me in a memory on Facebook today. It was Liz Gorman. Shout out to Liz. Uh, apparently, on this day back in like 2017, I just wrote, "I hate Lex Luger," <laughs> <laughs> and then she wrote, "This is my inspirational quote of the day from yeah. Phil." <laughs> but uh, so yes. Yeah, you know, like I said, but th- this is great opening match. It went a little long for my for my liking. 100%. Um, but once again, I don't think WCW knew it at the time, but they but they would their opening their undercards were always so good and they could just never deliver on the finishes. And this is this is just proven of that and what a match. I loved 
It's almost like, obviously, Steamboat's never worked heel, but there's some heel tendencies here with 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 uh Ricky Ricky the Dragon where. He at one point he just goes over to the fucking to to Liger and just shit cans him over the top rope and gets him in the ring and it's like it's like he was talking like shit about Bonnie or something underneath his mask or something like you know like it, it was just it was a weird it was a weird heel type maneuver. Uh, Jr. does note that that Doc and Gordy won the, the WCW tag titles from the Steiners, thus rendering this t- this tournament pointless. Great job. <laughs> Fucking Bill Watts. What a douche. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. But like, and and that's like the funny thing. And and you know, God. And there's so many things that I cannot wait to talk about it later with the uh, with the Freebirds. But uh, at some point, there was definitely a few times uh, where Jim Ross is just trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I uh, listen. I love WCW uh, Jesse the Body commentary. I See think his suit. I, yeah, the suit is amazing. His suit looks amazing. His, his suit looks like the time I took my son to Crayola Factory. <laughs> he had to be about five <laughs> or six years old, and it was one part of the of the of the gimmick where he would just take this fucking paint and <laughs> splash it yep. on the walls of this one room that he was in with all the kids that were there. That's what Jesse the Body's suit looked like. Yep. Someone yep. took the paint, the Crayola paint, and just fucking soused him with it. I agree. Outstanding. I uh, and the best was he said he said something like. Uh, the next pay per view is Halloween Havoc, so he said, "What are you, what are you going as?" He said, "Maybe, maybe something, maybe Jr. said something like, well, maybe something that, in your honor.'" He goes, "I did seven movies, Ross. What did you do?'" <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I love that. I, I, I'm maybe because I'm just a huge Jesse Ventura fan. No, you do. I, I love, I love. I know his in, in, his, in his conspiracy shit. I feel, I feel like he. He kind of came to WCW definitely with you know, a chip on his shoulder where he had to fall out with Vince and it seemed like he cared and he he was he walked the line. He wasn't like a super heel color commentary, but he walked the line a little bit of 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 stuff and I I kind of really enjoyed it. So but, I'll take it to the I'll take it to the end of the match. Yeah. Uh, Liger hits a backbreaker into a moonsault, gets a two. Hits a tombstone, gets a two. Um, but Steamboat drops him with a back suplex and kick, and then back to Koloff, who boots Liger. Elbow drops him for the two. Koloff slows him down with a chin lock, then cuts off the comeback with a knee to the gut. Ricky Steamboat comes in with a backbreaker, then holds it in order to deliver two more, and then hits a bulldog power slam for the one-two. But Pillman makes the save. We go towards the end now. Um... And I know Meltzer wasn't a huge fan of it at the time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But Pillman goes up again. Steamboat falls on on the ropes to crotch Pillman. Pillman recovers with a flying uh, body press. Steamboat rolls through for the pin. Nineteen thirty two advance. It, it it is a shame that both of these teams had to lose, but the right team, you know, uh, only because of the match later on. This looked like it was going to a draw. Did you did you feel, yes? Did you have yes. that feel? Because it was it? going so long, right? In 1930, so you were 30 more seconds from a draw. I and that's what I thought originally, but with the match that happens later on, I'm glad um, that they that they won Nikita and Ricky. 
Because the, the match later on was just, I, I love that match. That's probably one of my favorite matches. Of the Meanwhile, night. the Steiner brothers chat with Eric Bischoff about being spectators tonight. Why the fuck are they on this pay-per-view? Rick promises it ain't going to be pretty when they come back. Now, I believe, if I, if I, you can, maybe you can cross-reference this for me while we're doing this. I believe Scotty had a legit injury. I think he did. And that's why they exposed the injury during the match. I, I could be wrong, but... But in the same sense, like, right. why why are they even on the pay-per-view? This match was awesome. This next match was fantastic, by the way. So, Hiroshi Hase was supposed to have... Um, Kojima. Kojima, who had a legit eye injury. He had an eye jammy. Yeah. And he actually showed him in Japan getting an eye exam, which is pretty fucking funny. No, I'm sorry, not Kojima. Not Nagami. Kojima, Nagami. Nagami. I- Kira Nagami, right. Um, but in- instead, gets Shinya Hashimoto. Hell yeah. Who's a fucking... Who's an ox? Yeah. Um, against the fabulous Freebirds, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin, who, f- not for nothing, I know Jimmy Garvin was always a Freebird, even when he wasn't in the team, when they were all worked the world class. They say he's like the he, he was he a Freebird backstage all the time, rolled with them. So when he became a Freebird in in storyline, it made sense. I always liked Jimmy Garvin. Always like Jimmy Jam Garvin. It was a bit of a style clash, though. The crowd is hot for doubt. the fucking Freebirds, though. They just came off winning the world titles, I believe. By the way, did you did you catch? Uh, so I, I, Jim Ross, God bless him. You know, I like the Ed and the realness factor to wrestling. Obviously, suspended disbelief. I like to think that certain babyface pro wrestlers watch film of certain heel wrestlers to get ready for a match. That makes sense. That brings in like it's an athletic contest. In what fucking universe? Are the Freebirds going to watch film ever? Like in between fucking token on a blunt and and and, <laughs> and Jack Daniels swigging? Hey, I got an idea. Let, let's let, watch some film. Let's watch some film. And, yeah, they, and Jimmy going, yeah, yeah. If yeah, they ever yeah. watch film, it was from, hey Jimmy, you want to watch from '85 when we when we sold out the Sportatorium? You want to watch that snuff film with my with my cousin Clarice <laughs> in it? <laughs> yeah, in between of them. You know, recording bad music videos and even worse fucking albums. Stop, Are they gonna stop, watch stuff? Stop hating on Freebird. Uh, dude, you know me. I'm a big fucking Freebird, Mark. <laughs> I think I think Michael P. S. Hayes deserves his own fucking show. I wanted to. I want to take the fabulous Freebirds logo that they had, like the streaming one, like the bad, but put Turnbuckle throwbacks instead. We could do it. I want. I want that. We have the technology. There, there's somebody. Yeah, I have somebody who does graphic arts, but he never helps me. Uh, I mean, I send him files all the time. Yeah, he just never helps me. But um. But yeah, I I mean, listen. What a she, punk! What what? She has read a lot. Trying trying out, you know, to to make it like a like a real thing. But <laughs> again, I'm sorry. Is that who you 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 yeah. were shitting on it behind me? Yeah, it was. Uh, and but I love the Freebirds, and this was actually a really good fucking match. So Hashimoto, it's a chin lock. Jr. and Jesse veer into a discussion about what a pole cat is, right? <laughs> The Japanese team double team. This is great. They double team Michael Hayes. Michael slugs them down, makes the hot tag to Jimmy Jam. Did you see, by the way, not only were we uh, attributed to one left jab from Michael Hayes, but we had two. Rapid and fire. Rapid fire. The Freebirds are running wild. Garvin kicks, walks into, walks into a Northern Lights. Yeah. A dis- Yo. Hase. Well, Hash- Hashimoto. For well, Hase. Hase hit the, the yeah. but Hashimoto fucking kicked him right in the face, right in the face. Is and Hashimoto, if you don't know, is like he's like the Kevin Owens yeah. of the nineties. Yes, he's big. He's he's got a belly, 
but he can he's so agile and he could beat you in so many ways. Yeah. He he died tragically too at a young age, but he was a he was a he was big and I, and I, I don't mean like he was big in Japan. Yeah. Before Cheap Trick, you know. Yep. So walks into the Northern Lights from Hase gets pinned um at 9:20. From what I read, people say it was a train wreck. I actually enjoyed this match. I love the match. Immensely. Yeah. I immensely. love the match. So we go to Bill Watts again. And this is where I fucking almost blew a gasket this morning when I rewatched it. So, Bill's got the big gold belt, announcing that he's taking Ric Flair's name off the plate. Yeah, because Rick now is in. Yeah, he's the world world champion. Um, and by the way, it was a replica belt, right? Because <laughs> Rick has the real belt. Rick has the real. Uh, that's right. He never gave it back to Jim Hurd. Matter of fact, the Conrad has it now. Oh, the, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sending it back to Japan to crown the new champion. And then he points out that Sting beat Ric Flair for the title. <laughs> and just to rub some salt in the wound, the crowd doesn't like that. And he's saying that they're going to go do a unification match with the WCW champion. They're going to consolidate it. Once they crown an NWA champion. So what the fuck is the point of having an NWA champion yeah, then? Exactly. Right? I, I hated the idea. Fucking of, bipolar Bill Watts. I hated the idea of, like they, they just to use the word consolidate, that's, like a, that's a negative term. Like you don't consolidate. You consolidate and diversify bonds. Yeah. You, you don't, don't fucking consolidate world championships. You unify belts, Bill Watts. You unify Watts. Bill Watts. Unify belts, That's Bill right, Watts. you fucking toolbox. I wonder why you lasted a year there. Unified Fox and Cox. How about that? <laughs> but. Uh, so, yeah, all right. So now, your next quarterfinal match. Fantastic, by the way. Love this match. Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes in it, uh, and teaming up with Rick Rude, the U.S. heavyweight champion and the world television champion. Stunning Steve Austin. He had just won the TV title. Yep. Um, he was ca- he, he, ironically that was the new WCW TV title that he had, right? Not the Bill Dave Milliken one. Yeah. Right? And because he was walking around with the six man belt, because that they they had to give him a belt just yeah. to fucking for TV. Unbelievable, right? Uh, so WCW. And Barry Windham's music was Lagrange, right? By that's by ZZ Top, top right? Another, nah, 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 another nah, one we nah, lost nah, this week. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, big wrestling fan too, by the way. Yeah, uh, Dusty was. Um, but the ripoff that the WWE Network and now the cock. Yeah, the ripoff of Lagrange actually makes the fucking. If you watch it on the cock, it makes the, it makes the cut. Oh, I didn't even catch it. Yes, yes. Jesse sums it up as two Texicans against two champions. Yeah. <laughs> which actually they they build. Austin from Hollywood, California, but he's also from Texas. Yeah. From South Texas. Um, Jesse makes a point of being outraged that Barry Windham still has the the um the, the taped up hand. Yeah. Because he injured his hand about eight or nine months prior. Um so anyway, you want to get that, into this? But that, to, to me I, I love th- that's the the storytelling that is kind of missing. And and you know, McAfee on SmackDown does a little of that. He does he does a little small it's the common sense logic and you'll see it they they did it in the match <coughs> prior. I meant to say it with Jesse. Jesse was saying cuz he was almost pointing at like in the match the freebirds were kind of heelish but you know Jesse said this great thing where it's like well the the Japanese wrestlers don't understand what's going on. So like they, it was kind of like a common sense type thing where it was actually kind of good. And uh, but this match was this match was really really good and and like I said another one that went for for a long time I mean to me that's what's kind of 
it, it extended this tag thing where you could have you could have palate cleansed a little bit. You could have cut some of the matches down a little bit, and say and save the the time for the last match. I I I have to yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. But no, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like you could save some of the time because there's only one one singles match on this whole fucking. Match. So Rick Rude does the whole well I like to have right now, right? Yeah. He he doesn't. I I take it back. He doesn't do the thing with the Halloween. He does it here. He goes. He says to um to Jim to he says to Jim Ross, I love Rick Rude. He reminds me of me. So then Jim Ross goes, I don't know, Jess. He's a pretty, pretty good-looking guy. And then, then Jesse snaps back with, so am I. I've done seven movies. How many have you done? <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this match is good. And listen, Barry Windham at this point. This almost went 20 minutes, Jay. 1912. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, and that's, you could have you cut some of the time down, you know. Like, that, that's how I look at things. Yeah. But I mean, I love a young Dustin Rhodes. Uh, this is his prime. He he's was, only like twenty two, twenty three years old at this point, and and he had only one run in the E with, with his dad. And it was a minor run. Yeah, this no, and, this is his prime. And he, this is when he's a natural. He's natural. Going the natural, natural. Uh, but who better to put him with than Barry Windham? And oh, you 100%. know, and you know, Dusty's Dusty's. You know, big on Barry. Just the best I've ever seen. I, listen, I, at one point, 86, 87, Barry Windham is. And listen, 92, Barry Windham's still in good shape. 91, he was world champion. Yeah. Well, but that was too late, though. Doesn't he was, matter. It was too... It was well-deserved. It was... Oh, absolutely well-deserved, but it was but it was far too late for that to be happening. Um, but to me, you, 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 you put him there, and you could see... The longevity you could see, uh, Dusty Dustin at this point, still doing the same, same somewhat of the same moves, still hitting the ropes the same way, like the guy is just he's so good and, uh, and you could see Steve Austin the way that he was bumping and attacking the mat like every time he was doing it, dude. Rick Rude selling, Austin selling. These guys are perfect fucking heels. I, I, I love this match. It, this was one of my favorites as well. We'll go to the end. Yeah. Uh, Austin hits a chin lock, and then he slugs away on Barry, but Barry cradles him for the two. Then he both, they, both bow da- they both bow down off a clothesline. Barry fights back on Rude, makes the hot tag to Dustin. Austin goes for the flying elbow. It's breaking loose, right? And Austin tries a pile driver on Barry. Dustin comes off the top with a lariat. And, a, and, and if you look at the replay... The replay looks sloppy. The, in real life, the lariat looks fucking perfect. It does. But when you look in real, you look in slow mo. It looks like Dustin didn't get the whole thing. Yeah. But boy, did did all, did, did he sell it though? Yeah. He hits the lariat for the one, two, three, and um, old school heat on Barry. So fucking good. Um. And then of course it's Vader time. You go in the back with Holly Race and <laughs> Big Van Vader. You know. I I can't find anything wrong with Van Vader except him getting a beating from Paul Andorf, which is in flip flops, which is amazing. But yeah, it's, even that in and of itself is. Amazing. I don't know what's better, Va- having Vader there fighting Sting for the title or having Harley Race as his mouthpiece. Harley Race in mid- in midlife crisis, fucking dyeing his hair blonde. Yeah, and he had the to, handsome he had, one. Yeah, he had the goatee here. He had the goatee, and he had. Did the, you did the, you catch the, what he said? The mop mullet. Did you catch what he said? In terms of he goes, he goes. Vader here isn't. He isn't prepared. He's ready. It's like 
what? <laughs> and listen, Holly can get away with it because Holly will punch you right in the face. It's funny because when he says that, and it's like a Yogi Berra-ism. It's like he's, you know. It's, it means the same thing, they Holly. You, they give you cash, which is just as good as money. Yeah. You know? It means the same thing. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell Holly that. You're going to tell Yogi Berra the same thing? No. Nope. Yogi Berra is, what, a 12-time world champion? Yeah, I'm not well, going to tell him. You know, Yogi Berra is one of the greatest mm-hmm. catches of all time. He just doesn't get the 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 the, the clout, the, the the all the props because yeah. he wasn't really an amazing defensive catcher. He was just on amazing fucking Yankee teams. Flair, Flair does it the best. I love the when he would tell a story when when uh, Holly Race would be. You know, he's the NWA champion. He's challenge. He's he's, he's uh, traveling town to town. You know, whatever promotion, their top guy. He would walk in. The guy would walk in to Holly and go. So uh, what are we going to do, Mr. Race? And then Holly would be sitting there smoking a Marlboro Red, go, what's your finish? And then whatever the move was, you know, top rope, drop kick or whatever. Right, right. Holly would go, I'll move. (laughs) 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 It's it's like the greatest story. And he's like, that's a Holly. And then that was it. And then you go out there and Holly would go fucking, he'd go Broadway with you. Because, and then you just listen to it. And, but it's just like the greatest thing ever. Like, I'm not going to tell Holly Race anything else, you know? Yeah. Uh, your next semi, next semi, semifinal match is uh, Nikita and Steamboat against the Miracle Violence Connection, which, which is like I said to me, I would have loved to have seen Brian Pillman and 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 Liger get get a nice get a nice win in that opening match, but this match was good. What bothered me though is this went over twenty minutes. Yes, this was twenty. This was these supposed to be twenty minute time limits. Yeah, I know. Twenty three minutes and two seconds. So so WCW. Uh, all right, so. Uh, so at one point Williams gets a Boston Crab and then Gordy goes for another Oriental Twist Doc gets a Power Slam for the two Steamboat gets a hot tag and a flying chop for one of the high spots he goes up against Doc and shoves him for the fucking shoves him off and finishes it with a half-assed version of a fucking stampede right yeah but it was you know they dropped Nikita on the turnbuckle taking him I mean they just alright so the match this could have been done in 12 minutes this, it could have been. I'm, I'm only being critical because... But this is all Japan style. For the, Exactly. For the sake of uh, commentary, for the sake of the, the, the throwback, and for, for the sake of me being trying to be unbiased because they're like my third or fourth favorite tag team in the world, yeah. right? Um, this could have went... You had enough talent in the ring. It, it wasn't like you had schlubs. You had Ricky Steamboat and and Nikita Koloff. You had the power and the speed, like Jesse mentioned in the first match. Um, but Doc and Gordy can do no wrong. They weren't. They were And if you knew then what you know now about Japan, if guys wrestled regularly in Japan, they weren't losing in the states. No, that's why Stan Hansen became U.S. champion for like five minutes. Yep, when he beat Luga. And if he didn't have, and if he were, wasn't worried about having a kid in Japan. He he would have stayed and still kicked Luga's ass, right? Um, Japan booking is different, especially with Baba. Baba didn't want you to go to fucking to to back to the states and lose because you're repping him, especially if you were a champion. Yeah. If you were a champion there and you lost here, you lost all credibility. This is before the internet, too, dude. Oh, yeah. Right. Without a doubt. So and like I said, you you have the magazines to lean back on. But still, though, you couldn't. You know, it, that wasn't mentioned though in the magazines. No, that, it was mentioned they were there. Yeah, but, but it wasn't, wasn't mentioned how the booking was. No. So if you're working for Baba, if you're working for Inoki, you didn't lo- deal those guys especially because they they would they didn't lose here. No, 
When because, Baba Detours? Because you didn't want to lose any steam over in Japan because you right. were getting paid. So, uh, if, if for the sake of having this, it's just, this is basically a strong style match. But w- it w- I kind of liked it because, first off, Steamboat, the the ever the forever babyface, it worked perfectly for him because he could sell Gordy's, you know, Gordy's shots. He could sell he could sell the grinding down. Oh of, no, both of, guys of could Steve sell. Williams. Yeah, but Nikita came in at one point. And he's sloppy. He's sloppy. Yeah. Sloppy, but he was just like, all right, motherfucker, like, let's try this. And, like, yo, there was one point where it was, I think it was Gordy and, and Nikita. They were kind of shooting on each other a little bit. Not, like, shoot, like, all right, we're going to go trade blows. But it was just like, hey, listen, let's do this for a minute. Let's see who let's see who can do this. Like, you know, Nikita was coming in going, nah, motherfucker, we ain't, we ain't doing that here. And I kind I kind of had like a lot of respect for uh, Nikita doing that, because especially to go up, you know, you know, Doc and Gordy at this point are, are, are massive in Japan. Um, not so much here, you know. Yet, yet, you know, obviously Steve Williams was big in mid south. Terry Gordy, the forever freebird. Um, but you know, I I liked it in that sense where you could see it. But yeah, you're right. It could have been you could have chopped this almost in half. <laughs> essentially and gotten the same point across but yeah, exactly but like you said you know the difference was you know it was we're, we're in the south here in japan you know other than being in japan i should say uh you know and then towards the end you know it, it, it was it was a lot of mat work i don't think nikita was getting blown up in the match i don't think you know but there was a lot of rest no. holds right because again I'm sorry, before you get to your point, Doc and Gordy do do this all the time. Yeah. So you see where the... But, but what was the move that fucking uh, Steve Williams had on Ricky Steamboat? At one point, he grapevines Ricky Steamboat's left leg, and he puts the arm around... Uh, he puts Ricky's arm around his, his head, and it looks like he's just fucking... looks like they're cuddling, and it's supposed to be a fucking rest move, and I'm like, what fucking move is that? And you know, like like a like, UFC fight. Yeah, you know, like it was a little a little bizarre, you know. But you know, like I said, it was a mat match. It was it's an it's an absolute Japan match. And to me, uh, you oh, know, put your me, shoes on. Oh, I'm sorry, I was asking Hammer for a favor. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, you know, it was bizarre in that sense. It would have worked in Japan. It ain't working in where are they? Albany, Albany, Albany Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, it ain't working in there. No, so, so so they they advanced to the finals. Um, so now your next match is, is the next semifinals match was Barry Windham and Dusty Rhodes versus Hase and Hachimoto. <laughs> Which you know, <laughs> how do you? Uh, this match was twenty minutes. You know, so fifteen, fourteen, <laughs> fifty-nine, almost. So then what do you? So then what do you do with the, with the next match? You don't do a palate cleanse. All right, we'll just have another all Japan style match. <laughs> right, because again, like, you see, I when built, I could see where this. I mean, they had the working agreement with all Japan Pro Wrestling, which is great. And Hiro Matsuda was when was when when um when Bill Watts was doing the whole big gold belt thing. He gives the belt to to fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Matsuda. Hiro Matsuda. Who, Who's been in the states for a gazillion years? Barely speaks English. Yeah, um, but who trained everybody? By the way, trained Ron Simmons, trained Luga, trained a bunch of guys. Um, but in the same breath, uh, yeah, you can't like Jay said. You 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 you, you cleanse the palate. No, we're not cleansing the palate. Yeah, 
you know, this was, uh, you know, I. you don't want to advocate pushing the Freebirds, but if they were in there with Rhodes and Wyndham, you would have had a, thank you, Hammer. You would have had a, um, you would have had a perfect, uh, a perfect match, a WCW match. Put it right under the under the bench. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so yeah, I got an Amazon delivery. But Package you, delivery. Yeah, but no, these guys fuck up. You leaving? Oh, did you? Oh, he put, oh, he put his ma- his matching hat on. There you go. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, to me, it, it's just it, once again, this is hindsight, and this is this is Bill Watts' style of booking. And in, in another sense, too, this is kind of Bill Watts-esque, whereas he wants these kinds of matches. So it's kind of, you know, we're just using hindsight, obviously, to to tell to, to further that. But, you know, you you could have put another match in between here. Once again, just trimming the fat, you could have put another match in here and made this a, a, a monster card. Uh, you know, what do you put in? Do you put a Brad Armstrong match in? Yeah, I mean... At that point, you're, you're kind of splitting hairs, you know. But to me, you know, it did kind of, I don't want to say bored the crowd, but it, lack of a better word, it, it bored the crowd. <laughs> so, but we needed we needed this match to happen, uh, to go to the finals. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Yeah. Hashe, Hase tries to double knees to the top from the top rope and misses, gets the hot, and then it's a hot tag. To, uh, he does the, I'm sorry, tries to do a double knee from the top on, on Dustin, misses, gets the hot tag, to, and then Dustin gets the hot tag to, to Barry Windham. After 10 minutes of fucking Dustin Rhodes getting punished, by the way, old yeah. Japan style. Yes. Right? Power slam on Hase gets the two count. Windham uses, uses Hase, hits, hits Hase with a sick lariat um, to advance in the finals. I don't know. I, I honestly, me being a fucking mark for Japan, Hase and Hashimoto would have been better against Gordy Williams. But this is this is not how they were. Yeah, you I, can't book that on on a pay per view. I I because because once again, you want to have that. You got to have that whole. I, I it makes sense. I obviously, and I think I think we. Well, Hase, I know we definitely have matches against Steve Williams and and, and Gordy. Oh no, all those guys are four. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, all, they're mean, those are all Japan stables at that point. But I mean, you know, here. It, you needed Dustin and, and, and Wyndham to go over, which it makes sense. But Right. All right, so now the finals are set. You have Dustin Rhodes and Barry Wyndham against the Miracle Violence Connection, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Amazing, 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 amazing. I know I put them over too much, but they're my, they're my guys. Um, next to the Midnight Express and next to the Royal Warriors, probably my favorite, and the Bulldogs, they're my favorite tag team. But what's funny is, and I, it shows you how much I I don't know. Um, you don't see much. They didn't have. They didn't lay mention that they named the Miracle Violence Connection. No, on this day. No, it was Doc not, and Gordy. It was Doc and Doc and Gordy. Yeah, Doc and, as, as it wasn't Perry until Saturday later said. on they got donned that name. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been established only for a little while at that point. Um, Ron Simmons now chats it up with Tony Scavone and Magnum TA, and the writing was already on the wall that he was the next guy they're going to push. Um, obviously, it didn't work out too well for them, even though Ron Simmons was the, the technically the first black heavyweight champion, even though they don't, they don't count uh, Bobo Brazil, but that's besides the point. Yeah, well, they should. Yeah, that's a Black History Month debate I got into a bunch of years ago with a, with a bunch of guys on the Saturday Night Podcast. But everybody's like, yeah, well, you know... He's the first one. I'm like, no, technically that. Oh, that's Amazon telling me that I got a package. I was just gonna say, thank you. 
Amazon no, the problem. I, I sent. Uh, I'm gonna break the fourth wall. I sent my son outside because Amazon. There's two. There's two entrances to my building, and I and I tell them in the instructions. I'm the entrance mm-hmm. next to the dumpster. They constantly leave my fucking packages on the other side of the building. So now I have yeah. to fucking walk on the other side of the building. Oh, yeah. So then when I saw on the phone that they were here because they track your package, yeah. I'm like, just go out and fucking grab it because they're here already. That's why you don't fuck it up. Was, where is it? Was he upstairs? He, dropped, he, was, he was bringing him in? He had, good, see? Oh, no shit. Caught it. See, that's how I caught it. That's even better? Yeah, even better. So uh, what was I saying now? Oh, yeah, with Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. He was getting the push. I'm not mad at that. No. At the time, it was I think this that was Bill. That was the only thing I thought Bill Watts did that Bill Watts did great in WCW was he, make Ron Simmons the champion. He he did a few things good. I, I I mean I don't like you don't cut people's money. I understand why you, what you're brought in for that makes sense. I'm talking about booking. Oh, I'm booking talking, wise, yeah, yeah, booking wise. I'm, I, I, you know, the other I, stuff he's it's ridiculous. I'm yeah. not I'm not mad at the the the, the rule changes because. You can work within that. You can make something I, that the idea of it makes sense. No, not thrown over. Right, the top but make rope. the. But if you're gonna change the rules, then make the fucking focal point. Then don't make the fucking focal point the rules. Yes. And then because it ruins the match. Yes. Yes. You can do it on TV. You don't have to do that. I don't, listen, I want to watch. I want. I'm a casual fan. I don't watch WCW Saturday night. Yeah. I don't watch the main event on Sundays. Okay. I watch WCW. Four times a year. Yes. Bash, Starcade, Halloween Havoc, and something else, let's say. Maybe three times a year. And I, one of the pay-per-views I want to order is Great American Bash. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me the fucking rules when I order a pay-per-view unless it's the, unless it's the war games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't nah, want to hear th- It makes they sense. They had to emphasize the rules every fucking pay-per-view when Bill Watts was booking. It was stupid. Yeah, because like I said, it was a little convoluted. It was ve- very con- A little convoluted? <laughs> very convoluted, Jay. But uh, but I agree. Like you said, put, putting the belt on him was with great move, especially against Vader where, you know, because Vader can... Uh, people don't realize this, that heels can lose and still have their... Heat. It's called storytelling. Yes, we know it's, it's amazing. It's thing. amazing how you fucking do it. They do it. In, they do it in, in pre-K when they read books to you. Yeah, the kids you, are like, "Oh wow, you is can that s- where the sheep went?" You can still lose and still be a star. It's amazing how that happens. So your main event for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, uh, Sting defends the WWE Heavyweight Championship against Big Van Vader. Yeah. Um, well, actually, no, uh, this ain't the main event, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the tag team title was the, uh, main event, I'm sorry. But this was the co-main event. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't, I mean, compared to their other matches, this is, this is on the lower end of their Was this their first game. time? No, no. No, right? I don't think so. Well, because Vader only made his debut in 90. Yeah, but when when was the King of the Cable match? King that of the was Cable. after this, though. That this, was after this. Yeah, that was with with, with the British Bulldog and the King. Remember White Ma- White the White, White Castle, Castle Ma- who's in the fucking well that 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 comes out Halloween. So this might have been one of their first matches then. I think so. So because because I think White Castle of Fear is Halloween Havoc '92, isn't yeah. it? I thought that was Spin the Wheel Make the Deal with Jake the Snake. No Halloween Havoc. I I forget. Oh, oh you know what? You're right. I I could Halloween no, I, Havoc '92. Is is Jake the Snake because he just left, he had just left uh, WWF, WrestleMania Eight. Yeah, you're right. Also, you this might be one of their first matches. 
But nonetheless, I mean, compared to the King King of Cable, the White Castle of Fear, to me, this is falls on the lower echelon. But it was still this was still good. I I, I listen. I love early '90s Sting and, and Jim Ross on the call. I uh, you don't really get it's it's amazing when you think of you think of Austin. You don't you know not too far away from that. You think of you think of Jim Ross, and I think if you think of Surface Sting, not too far away from that, you do you do think of Jim Ross. And to me, this this was no no different than that. <clears throat> there was a part where, <laughs> it, um, what's his face? Vader puts Sting in the Scorpion Deathlock, and it just looked like he was just standing up. Like you know, Vader maybe at this point maybe had a you know knee problem, what have you. But he's just fucking standing. up. It's like why even put Sting in the? Why even put him in this? Well, match? I had the end of the match, the end of the, the first last couple minutes of the match. You want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Ray's calling for the power bomb. And oh god, he just planted him with a power bomb, and Vader has won it. Vader has won the world title. I love Vader. Love Vader. Right, that power bomb. Was like Ahmed Johnson sloppy. Yep. He hits it, and you if you look real quick, he actually Sting lands on his shoulder. Yeah, Woods made a four fifty. Yep, right. He's not letting go. He drops him like a fucking bad habit, like a stack of dimes. Right, but I'm and Michael. I'm, I'm actually I'm directing it to Michael too because I want. I think, but Michael, I think you already saw this match. Um, ninety two. I don't know if you did. You see the tour, the tour ninety two Great American Bash? Did I show you? I'm, I, I'm sure I showed it to you. He he hits him with this power bomb, Jay, and Sting is dunzies. Yeah, like convincingly. But if you look at it slow, he that fucking that was a terrible, terrible power bomb. Yeah, but but he rolls him up like an accordion for the pin. But it, it it fell into like the weird, you know, towards the end of that, it was bad because of the. You know, knocking the ref out and and all this stuff. There was like a little goofy stuff at the end, you know. But like you said, especially because when when did the ref get knocked out? It was with the the German suplex or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, and to me, like it was it was a. I mean, first off, it's an amazing thing to watch Vader at this time too. You know, watch him get suplexed and and, and all that stuff because it was still an amazing feat. And I I like I said, to me, it's was this the first time Vader won the belt then? Because that that's because now, like I said, now I'm getting my I'm getting my timetable all, all all jumbled up now. Yeah, but you know, like I said, it was a weird you know, <laughs> like I said, especially hitting him with that power bomb where it was just fucking. Bad, you know, like Ahmed Johnson. Boxed. It was sloppy. Yeah. So, did anybody notice? It? Well, now we're getting to the main event, uh, which was Wyndham and Rhodes against uh, the Miracle Violence Connection for the titles. Uh, Ole Anderson's the referee. By the way, Ole looked good. He he trimmed a little bit. Yeah, he yeah. looked he looked pretty. good. I'm actually yeah. watching NWA right now where they kick Ole out of the Horseman. Oh, okay. And Luger was like the associate. Ah, uh, what, what is that? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Yeah, it's on the network. So and Tully Blanchard's like, well, if it wasn't for your snot-nosed kid, and he fucking levels, <laughs> he levels Tully Blanchard in a like legit, like hit him for real, and I don't think Tully expected him to hit him for real. And he fucking brawled on the floor. It was awesome, and then they kicked him out of the horse like two weeks later. Yeah, 
because um, he wanted to go watch his son compete in some wrestling tournament. Um, yep. But uh, and they replaced him with Luger. Yeah. It's fucking well, awesome. But like I said, to me, and Oli is legitimate. You know, like, uh, you know, say what you want about him. He's a fucking curmudgeon old man, and oh, he's got racial issues too. Like, well, let, yeah. Uh, you asked uh, me and Tony C got into this like a bunch of years ago. Um, Oli was tag team partners with Thunderbolt Patterson. Yes. Before he broke off with Thunderbolt and he went with uh, after Gene Anderson, after Gene Anderson, he broke off with uh, after Minnesota Wrecking Crew, he broke off with that, and then uh, Thunderbolt Patterson and him became a team. He turns on Thunderbolt Patterson when the young protege on Anderson comes in, uh, and fucking, but there was racial, uh, legit behind the scenes, like for real undertones racially. Like he was, he wasn't very, uh, he, he was, he was a racist apparently. Yeah. Well, uh, he was. Well, he was. And listen, as, as a as the Booker, in certain things, like you've heard the stories, like Ric Flair say when when Ric Flair lost the loser leaves town match, you know, against Mister Perfect in WWF, goes back to WCW. Oli never had any a lot of love for Flair, and he just lo- looked at him and goes, "Well, you just lost on fucking national TV. What good are you to me? You know, and you know what? Uh, what? And Oli, that was the booking concept back then. Yeah, what Oli said to uh, you know the Undertaker, you know, as me and Mark, he goes, ah, "Nobody's gonna pay no money. No one's gonna to pay see money you. to see you, right?" And I love how Kevin Sullivan. Uh, I'm we we get off the rails a little bit, but Kevin Sullivan was the opposite. Even though he came from that same school, yes. Kevin saw opportunities in everybody. Yeah, well, was, that's the that's the like idea. Kevin told Kevin told Kevin Nash about the Oz costume, like yo. They're paying you an extra sixty grand or whatever it was. Yeah, next to whatever it was. They're paying him like an exorbitant amount of money to wear this fucking suit that weighs nine thousand pounds. Let's make it work. Make it work. Yeah, and I think that's where Kevin Sullivan was like, okay, they're bringing Hogan in. Okay, I'm gonna have all Hogan's friends turn on him, and become the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, and make Jimmy Hart the face, the manager, and you can revive Hulkamania for a year mm-hmm. and, until Hogan got, you know, fed up. But, but you see how the contrast. I think I think Oli. As smart as he was, shot himself in the foot so many times. Yes, you know, without a doubt, because because so. because you know, Oli does come from that school of old school, you know, like like almost like the Japan style, you know, where that that kind where of you can't lose here. Like I, yeah. I you're no good to me here. But you're meanwhile, no me. he could have brought Flair back for a program. They brought Flair back in '93. Yeah, and. Was like Slamboree. He beat Vader. Was like Slamboree or something oh, like that. Starcade, I think it was. Was Starcade? He, was they brought him back they, for the gold. Right. They brought him back in '93. Yep. And which was fantastic, by the way. Um. But anyway, here's your here's your finals. Uh. Here's the last couple minutes of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and Doc looks like he hurt his knee on that one. He delivered the knee, but grabbed it immediately after. Gordy back in. Doc made a quick tag. Back in there now. Irish whip far side. Caught him with a clothesline, and he Jesus. caught all of it. Could be over. Could be, and it probably should be over right here. Quick and count we got by Oli. Yeah. But this was this was this was a Dustin. Dustin can't, Rhodes trying he's to trying to fight off, but they're no selling it. They're no selling it. This was uh, this was another grinding match. Good match. Great match. Now they're selling it. Gutsy Dustin's fighting off. Young guy, but he gets cut off again. Right? Exactly. The veterans that they are and the best tag team, in my opinion, in the world. They are. They were. Irish whips him yeah. in. Look at fucking Doc. Oh, Oklahoma. Takes him to the corner. Dr. Death takes him to the Both corners. corner. Carry the 260 around. And then the fucking Barry cuts him over the drop kick. Rhodes on top. 
Barry Windham so smart. Yep. Smart move there by Barry Thank you. I just said that. Have a job. Dustin Rhodes up a little bit too long. Windham outside you gotta, the You got to work on a Jesse impression. Bam, bam, yeah? Morty. You got to work on a Jesse Too, what is he? What is he saying? I'm, in Predator. I, I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Doc shot him right off, and Dustin ran right into Gordy. On the outside, he's fighting with Wyndham. Oh, what a clothesline! He fucking Doc ate that too. It's with over. A clothesline. He hooks a leg. And one, two, three. They and it's gotta be with a lariat too, because like yeah. you said, the, the Japan style. But and Doug, you see how Dustin ate that? Did the whole th the three sixty? Did the flip? Yeah. He fucking hits him with a clothesline from. It was almost Stan Hansen ish. That that uh, Doc hit him with it. Fantastic. So you knew World Tag Team Champions and the best team in, in the world at that well, point. Well, like you said, especially uh, the the story that it was, it was, you know, you know, Dustin's taken a, just a shit ton of punishment and it just takes one 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 clothesline for it to happen. Like that really is that really is good storytelling. But once again, you're kind of putting in a lot of too many ingredients in the WCW area because this is a niche, a, a a niche booking. Whereas, this this is gonna this is gonna get over big time in Japan, fucking Albany, Georgia. Not necessarily. You need, uh, you know, uh, Doc and Gordy did a great job of being heels in a sense of like, but they weren't really heels. But Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes are gonna have just great babyface fucking shine. Doc and Gordy just coming in, just smash mouth, fucking just pound you to a pulp type thing. That stuff works. It, this isn't going to work so much in, in Georgia. So I, I personally love the match. But for where it was and, and what it was, you know, especially going for, you know, the way that the the match ended with the, the, the almost going for the bulldog and you know, running into Doc's head and, like, all that stuff. It really was a great ending, but it just does not fit in WCW 1992. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and I'll piggyback on that by saying that if they would have booked, they brought Williams and Gordy in for, that, for a very short time. If they had a couple-of-month program with the Steiners, if the Steiners didn't get hurt, it would have been a bigger buildup if the Steiners, if they fought the Steiners. I mean... There was, you know, this all started with the Pat O'Connor Memorial. Yes. When, uh, when, when the MVC ambushed the Puerto Ricans. Remember that? And they Boy, put it. Yeah. And they, we ain't got no Puerto Ricans to wrestle. Yeah. That means Williams and Gordy. That means Williams and Gordy got to wrestle the Steiners. But it's, but it's kind of funny on how. But, but but Jay, you can you can you can piggyback on that. WCW could have they didn't. Yes. Which was stupid. Yes. Well, the the idea was though. We already know that Doc and Gordy already beat the Steiners for the WCW belts. Right. Why do we care about the NWA belts? We shouldn't, but if they booked it properly, you should have. You could have sent them over to Japan. Yes. You know, they they, they, they were exchanging talent. They were, they were New Japan, Old Japan shows at that point with all these guys. Matter of fact, Root got hurt in Japan. Didn't he get hurt in Japan? In 94, yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. So they were exchanging talent. It, it it just became a thing where you when going back you think about it now you think about it you know you think about what these what, what we know now it became like a thing where you could have told a better story and you could have cared about the the NWA titles you know so it's like because there's lineage there 
You know, and they're trying to break off into the NWA, making it its own entity. But what sucks is, what sucks the most about this whole thing is, is that the NWA falls into obscurity mm-hmm. quickly. It's almost it's almost like a nosedive. Dude, it became like a fuck. I was like, I, you know, when you go back and you're like, man, can you imagine if they just would have told stories and, like, kept it real? Like, because you had all that talent going back and forth. It wasn't, I don't know. It's... It, we can we can actually you can any, any smart podcaster can actually fantasy warfare this whole thing and make this a six month program with Doc and Gordy the Steiners the the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, I, I mean you could this could be a thing with uh with Dustin and, and Barry Windham. Great team, Dustin. And I'm Barry. saying yeah. though, you could have like this could have been like a thing with you could have had Dustin and Windham win the tournament. After Doc and Gordy beat the Steiners again. Yes. And like, okay, then now, you know, go back to Japan with your fucking tail between your legs. And you're not supposed to lose, but you want, you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just, you could dub, you can, you can make this a little more interesting. Yeah, but, and, and like you said, I mean, I guess that's where you could say they dropped the ball, per se. They but, did. But, you know, you, you kind of, there's, not, there's only so much you can do. With that, NWA was kind of falling apart anyway. As soon as, soon as Flair left with the belt, you know there there was a lot of there was a lot of fucking chicanery, as it were, with, monkey fuckery. Yeah, yeah. With, with with the belt as it was, you know. But you know something like this, you know, it just you you could have done so much. But you know, we're watching a WCW show. We know Doc and Gordy already beat the Steiners for the WCW belts. Like, why do we care about the NWA? Like. And then why have it on the WCW? Like you, you, you could have done a little bit more with it to to make it important. Like you said, yeah, of course. Build up a babyface team. Give give a lot of steam to uh, a Wyndham and Rhodes, where you where you can be a legitimate thing. And listen, the match in and of itself was a great match, and there was a little hope. There was a little thought of shit. I don't think I don't think Doc and Gordy are gonna win in WCW. But then they, all they did was just win and, and, and to establish more dominance. But uh, I like I said, to me, if, looking back on it is I would love to know the thought process and trying to make you're trying to make WCW its own entity. And, and obviously it's oh it was always a rivalry with WWF. But why put an emphasis on NWA? If you told it right. If you told it right. Yeah. And 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 it and it could have worked. It definitely could have worked. I agree, but but at that at that t- at that point it was almost almost non-existent after these guys, you know, after the whole after like ninety four at least, you fucking you it was just down. You don't even hear from the NWA until the early two thousands. Yeah, you know. So, all right. So before I play the music, I just want to let everybody know. Um, everything on Pro Wrestling Tees is twenty percent off. Oh, everything until tomorrow at one p.m. It's been going on since my birthday. Uh, you use this. Use the promo code Summertime. We have five shirts. We we actually sold the shirt um, on Wednesday. We sold. Ah. So our boy Chandler bought a shirt. So thank you, Chandler. Um, but everything is twenty. Everything on PWT is 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 twenty percent off except for figures, charity T-shirts, gift cards, and shoot videos. Um, and free shipping, fending over a buck fifty. Use the promo code Summertime. Be a mark. Buy a shirt. Buy the shirt. We have five different. Um, I actually want to. I should get a Mook Tang shirt, or the uh, the World of Sport logo. I don't have that. 
We yeah, we should do especially if we're gonna do the New Japan thing in Yo, October. Yeah, yeah. So we should get some more shirts and uh yeah, we got some things. Anything else before we go? I think that's it, brother. Alright, so you know the social media handles. Please follow us on, on a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all there. Uh not so much Jay, but me. Nah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got a I, I said it the other day. Somebody said something about like following something. I was like, ah, dude, I don't know. I got it, but I don't. I don't. Maybe, I, maybe I'll start doing we, some pop-ins. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, you're, you're only a co-host of. A, I'm only of, a co-host of a podcast. Of a major I probably podcast, should pop yeah. in. Yeah, you should do that. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, please be good humans. Yeah. Please do the right thing. Don't be a jerk off. Be kind to animals. And um, I think that's it. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.